Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Love Turns and Loud Noises. On today's episode, we have a special guest, Alex, otherwise known on Reddit as JD Motorsports. Come and join us to talk to us a little bit about the upcoming race at Phoenix, the fight between Daniel Suarez and Michael McDowell, and to talk to us a little bit about inside knowledge in the Xfinity garage and potentially some breaking news about upcoming schedule changes definitely want to stick around to hear the full episode um just wanted to say thank you guys for tuning in again means the world just don't forget to hit that subscribe button on itunes subscribe on soundcloud follow us on twitter that's at ltln podcast on twitter and yeah enjoy What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode seven of Left Turns and Loud Noises. My name is Anthony Dietrich. Today is March 8th, 2019, and I hope y'all boys are ready to rumble because Daniel Suarez and Michael McDowell definitely were. I am joined today by my co-hosts, Nolan Sutton and Kevin Costello. What's up, boys? What's up? Hey, guys. Welcome back. And I am joined by a very special guest. I'm sure many of my Reddit... um, followers or reddit users will recognize this guy is um joined by alex but he's better known as underscore jdm motorsports or was did i get that wrong no nah, just jd motorsports <laughs> jd motorsports well i added it's jd motorsports motorsports why not <laughs> but we have alex on the show he's he's our first uh real guest on the show so welcome what's up man how you doing doing good man just relaxing hanging out you know, living the life as they say. Dude, we're, we're very, very happy to have you on the episode today. Uh, so we're, let's just jump right into it. Um, guys, qualifying was in, insane because of the fight. Like, let's be honest, that was, that was wild. I isn't, that, isn't that what we all want to see, though? Daniel <laughs> Suarez was buff until uh, he's, I saw McDowell right. fall hard. Check see, his Instagram page. He <laughs> always works out. It's insane. Uh, See, I didn't know that Daniel Suarez was, had been training to be a UFC fighter because that takedown was unbelievable. Like, 
he would win a fight just straight up off of his technical moves right there. There's like a finishing move in like Apex Legends or something. <laughs> Don't get me started <laughs> on Apex Legends. I can I can go all day on that. But Daniel Suarez could be his own hero on, uh, in that game if he's gonna have finishing moves out like that. Um, God, Michael McDowell also like that was just weird that he was just grabbing the man's shoe. Like, what was that? Yeah, I don't know. Michael McDowell's <laughs> not making any friends with his fellow Ford. He really isn't. Drivers. Like Joey Logano hates him. Daniel Suarez hates him. I mean, I can't imagine that that he's gonna make too many more friends if he continues doing shit like this. Yeah, it's just kind of like. I mean, it's qualifying with the new rule. Uh, first round, short in the 10. You got more more cars in a shorter amount of time. And everyone just waited because that's what they always do in round one. You want to get on track for, you know, your best run when the track is cooled off. more A little bit more grip. And everyone just waited until the last minute and there wasn't enough track room. And even the little track room that there was, people were fighting over it. And that's, that's how it led. That's what became the fight. I'm going to just come out and say I, I've, I've been open about that I don't anymore I think that it's just it, it was a fun idea but now that there's this much like strategy and like the drafting obviously at like um, Atlanta and Vegas I, it's more of a crapshoot than anything else now it's less skill more of strategy would you guys say yeah, yeah. it's it, it's all strategy I mean it's even when you know Ross goes out, for example, in the four car. You know, if you if you ever watch Xfinity qualifying, he always goes out as late as he possibly can in the first round. Mm-hmm. That's because he doesn't want anybody ruining his run. And if he's the only car out on track that late, guess who gets all the TV time? It's all calculated, and, and it's brilliant, absolutely brilliant, how he does it. See, I'm sure teams put a lot of effort into that and honestly trying to understand that a little bit better. I mean, to me, it just looks like a jumbled mess, but I guess to the teams, it's, it is it is just as calculated as you mentioned. Yeah, I mean, I think in today's, you know, racing, it's everything's got a science behind it. It's all mathematical. It's, it's very mm-hmm. precise. So for, for teams to be that calculated with qualifying, you know, that's just that's the norm. So, all right. Are we ready to then cancel Michael, Michael McDowell? I'm about to ready to cancel him right now. That's <laughs> uh, my second think... driver I'm canceling. Wait, who was the first? Martin Truex Jr. I'm ready to cancel yeah, Martin Truex Jr. Yeah, I don't think I'm, you guys are yet. I'm tired of his whiny one, one attitude. I mean, I just don't... <laughs> so uh, now. See, I think that Martin Truex Jr. is much like Germany, where he just can't win any wars. So, I mean... Yeah, that was that's a terrible joke. I'm so uh, sorry. It was pretty bad. That's a pretty fucking bad joke. But the imagery of that joke was brilliant. I mean, you know, maybe the joke goes over over your head, much like the Germans went over France's head the, over the Maginot line. <laughs> oh my god! I I'm, was, I'm gonna delete. I'm canceling. I'm canceling myself. That was a worse <laughs> attempt than Kyle Larson had in qualifying today. Oh, we're we're terrible at jokes today. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm trying to find the, um, I'm, uh, here we go. See every car in the field. But uh, Back to this Suarez thing. Did you all see how calmly and how cool he walked up over there? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah no, it, it was one of the, that was one of the smoothest walkovers ever. I mean, geez, I'm surprised the man wasn't floating. You see like different walkovers when drivers are like, have lost their cool, like Clint Boyer at, um, with Jeff Gordon, um, at ISM a couple years ago. But, I mean, 
you know, Daniel looked just like ready. Like, you know, he had the eye of the tiger going on. He knew exactly what he was doing. It looked like he was just walking over, wanting to talk about it, like pissed off rightfully. And then McDowell came out, was like, hey, you you tried to wreck me. And then he hit Suarez. McDowell went straight for the neck, it looked like. Yeah, and then it was just on from there. And then Suarez hit him with that nice smack. Yeah, McDowell also wearing the helmet and losing the fight is just such a beta yeah. move. I'm sorry. <laughs> you can't lose a fight if you're wearing a helmet. I'm sorry. Like, if, if you have that advantage, you have to win. Oh, for sure. Okay, yeah. I'm trying to find the starting Wearing lineup. I apologize. Fight is a chicken shit move, and I think uh, almost Kevin as much Harvick... as grabbing, like trying to take his shoe off. Like I can imagine, like what are you trying to take his shoe off for? Are you gonna you gonna tickle Daniel Suarez's feet? That'll get him. <laughs> oh, apparently, Keslowski loses a crew member. I saw uh, Gluck was tweeting about that earlier. Yeah, he failed qualifying inspection twice. Yeah, and I think I heard the 52 car also did. Which yeah. I'm looking whatever. at the uh, the video the Rick right Ware now. car. Yeah, yeah surprise. I think it's Bailey Curry. This <laughs> That's weekend. where I was going with it. Yeah, so I'm looking at the the video on Twitter. Already more than half a million views. <laughs> oh, yeah. You gotta feel like the Smithfield people are loving it because Almirola's car is right in the background of all. Oh of it. my god! Yeah, no, I'm <laughs> I'm telling you what, it's a lot of free prime real estate right there. All right, of the starting lineup, I mean, I'm I'm obviously am very upset. That um, there's only 36 cars. I don't know who in the fuck Bailey Curry or Quinn Hoff are. Oh, Quinn. Quinn drove for JD Motorsports last year. Oh, well, hey, that's why we have he's, you here today. He's uh, he's a Virginia native. Uh, he's super, super quiet. Like, he really doesn't say much. Mm-hmm. But he is, honest to God, one of the nicest people. He's that's good. cool. Is he like? He, is he like a young kid, or is he like an experienced vet that's getting uh, a shot? Um, so he, well, a little bit of both. So okay. the way I understand it is, when Jamie Dick left NASCAR, he mm-hmm. sold Viva Motorsports to Brandon Godovic, and when Brandon Godovic didn't race, Quinn bought the ride. And had okay. some, pr- some pretty solid success in that car. So, it's, yes, he's new or unfamiliar, but he has experience. Um, but, you know, in my honest opinion, he just needs a little bit more seat time. I'll um, tell you what, the Reddit it, fans love to latch their name onto guys that have, like, unique names. So I'm sure he'll gather a little bit of a following. But it's not even Huff. It's, his last name is Hauf. Hauf? Oh, man. Quinn Hauf. If I I remember it right. I hope that DW tries to pronounce that name during the race. I can only only hope. (laughs) Um, Who's missing? Because we have 36 cars. Who's normally here? Every every chartered car is there, but that's it. There's no uh, Gaunt Brothers. Um, And then... What numbers they were. Gaunt was 96. And That's then... right. That's right. Yeah, Kligerman's not here this week. I'm surprised Starcon. I wish Kligerman got more rides. One car this whole season. I thought they were going to run the 99 a little bit more often, but maybe they're just like... I, was, I would imagine that they would have done that, but Landon keeps the car clean, and, you know, he... he what do you want? You want to put Derek Cope out there to run 15 laps and be a, a moving chicane? No, but yes. get someone else out there. Probably someone will... Someone will 
you know, oh hell, they I'm sure AJ Allmendinger would love to get into a car in general. Yeah, or Greg Biffle. Oh man, I've I've abandoned my hope that Biffle's ever coming back. I saw him at, at Daytona, uh, walking the pit lane. I think you mentioned that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I miss him a lot. I really, I really wish the '69 Hardy's car was a real thing, but was, alas. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I mean, it, he gave us that picture with him and the cat. So something from qualifying though that I want to point out, and mm-hmm. I. I feel like it was pretty obvious the last two weeks, but it transferred over to the short tracks. I think RCR has gotten qualifying figured out. This week, they got Daniel Hemrick starting 11th and Austin Dillon starting 13th. Last week, Mm -hmm. what, they were all top 10 and I think same in Atlanta? Uh, Atlanta they were. I don't think last week they were. They were were fast in practice. Ty Dillon also qualified 20th. I know that it's not RCR, but an affiliate, so. Yeah, and like same with Bubba Wallace. He made the second round, which is good for that team. No, that's good. Bubba needs to have better runs. I mean, he really has been very disappointing at times, so it's good to see that he's at least stepping it up a little bit. Um, I I, I I remember that that Rodney Childers, he, uh, he said that with this new package that um, that drivers are going to, or I guess crew chiefs are going to set up the cars two ways. They're going to set it up to where they can qualify really well, but they're not going to race well. Or mm-hmm. if you want a car that races well, you're not going to qualify well. And I think in the past couple of races, we've kind of seen that, especially, you know, like drivers like Kurt Busch. Oh, we saw uh, that so know, much in Atlanta. Oh, yeah, Atlanta was a huge one. With so Stenhouse I, I and uh, Almarola had issues during race day. Um... I don't think Phoenix is going to be like as much of an issue though with like setup and no, it's, a, it's a short track. Trim. The cars are more exactly. they get the bigger horsepower, so they're not trying to set up to, to draft or anything. It's just normal. That's it's literally true. I agree with that. The twenty basically, it's the twenty fifteen rules package. Did people think they were going to break the um the the track record today or some people I thought there was I saw Clark was tweeting about that and was a little surprised that they were off speed by. Like yeah, a, they were off a little. I think they said it was a little hotter out, so that's that was a factor. And then uh, some other thing to where they have a little more or a little less grip. I think it's the same yeah. horsepower when they set the record, though. So yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised if if it's if they keep the race clean on Sunday, which they probably will. Um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if it's another quick race. No, I think we're due for. A- <laughs> I think we're due for a shit show. No, I think Daytona kind of pretty much like everyone got it all out of their system at Daytona, and you know they're kind of keeping it clean. But then again, this is a shorter track than Atlanta and Las Vegas. I mean, you know, we we saw a huge fucking wreck in the fall um, on the backstretch um, yeah. configuration. So I mean, anything's possible. And if Denny's out in the track, he, that's and dangerous. and another thing, the uh, the tire that Goodyear brought this year, they they gave a warning to teams to where to not go below a certain pressure. Whenever that happens, oh, you know, teams yes. push it, fail, and say, "Oh, well, screw Goodyear for not bringing a tire." And then Goodyear's well, is like, "Well, we told you." That's bad news for Ryan Blaney because he'll just yes, he'll literally, and, and Pensy. I think it happened to Logano last uh, in the fall. I think it might happen to Blaney too. But yeah. I think the problem is going to be brakes. I think we're we're going to see at least one or two wrecks because of brakes going out. You're not wrong about that, especially if it is really if it is really really hot on Sunday. That could be a serious problem. Yeah, I think the high for Sunday is like seventy, but I mean, oh, that's well, in the desert, so track temp is up. so it's a dry heat, as everyone yeah. loves to tell me. Whereas in Florida, it's a humid heat. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, is there a reason? A, oh, sorry, be, what were you saying? I think there'll be a couple single car incidents. I'm not expecting like a. 
a big one like we people have been I mean hoping for the last two weeks, but I mean it's Phoenix. It's lap one, I just you know, not saying that anything's gonna happen. McDowell and Suarez are starting next to each other. That's fantastic. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot that can't happen, especially with them diving down to the uh the dog lag. We'll see. Yeah, turn one also like the pit road's been pushed in more, so they have more space in turn one. Obviously, yeah. you don't want to go below that white line because it's gonna you're gonna lose so much grip down there. But oh man, I wouldn't be surprised to see someone do- uh, dive bombing there late race. All right, um, I missed. So, like I said, I missed qualifying. What happened to Larson? Why is he starting so low? Uh, so he missed his second lap. So the second lap was the fast one that everyone was oh, running. Oh, he he had that problem, and he timed it like he was literally had to be a quarter of a second off. Like, literally as he was crossing the line, the flagman was pulling out his flag, but then that's always, a, like, a little bit delayed from the actual scoring. That's but why. Like, I, he that just sucks. It, you know? Well, he'll be fun to watch on Sunday. I hope, hopefully he makes a run. Yeah, I have him in, like, every draft lineup. <laughs> so, Alex, we brought you on today. We want to have a little bit more of a lengthier discussion about the Xfinity season. We didn't really get too much into it in the beginning of the year. So I uh, definitely want to talk a little bit more about Xfinity um, and just basically ask you a couple questions. I mean, you, you had a relationship with a couple of drivers. You knew them not personally, would you say, or uh, well, it depends who you're talking about. <laughs> well, I want to know definitely who is like of the Xfinity guys that you've met, like who is the most like interesting guy in the garage? Ooh, that's actually a really hard question <laughs> well who really stood out like either as like someone that you'd be like man i'd love to have a beer with that guy or someone like oh man that's a really weird fucking dude like uh, kind of well, like clint boyer <laughs> clint boyer is definitely a guy i'd love <laughs> well, to have one of the guys i enjoy talking to is brandon jones um ah, my boy hey, our boy <laughs> so this is, a, this is a pro brandon jones podcast by the way oh okay well this makes it well I don't know if this will this will fit, but for the first couple of years he was in the series, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, whenever he'd be pulling into the garage or you know heading out to pit road for practice, I would somehow always manage to be right in his way. <laughs> so it became a, a running joke where I'd go up to him and be like, "Hey man, I swear this weekend I'm not going to get in your way." <laughs> but he he's just he's just a really laid back kind of guy and. You know, I, I have like a lot that. of respect for him. Um, I know his hauler driver, uh, his name is Bugsy. He's really cool. Um, Shouts out, Bugsy. Yeah, one of the coolest people you'll ever meet. Trust me. <laughs> um, but as far as other interesting people, um, you know, believe it or not, BJ McLeod is really see that. interesting. Oh, for sure. Well, I mean, that haircut kind of yeah. screams interesting. I, I had a lot and, of people... Um, you know, not on my mentions, but on, on Reddit or Twitter, just kind of talking about BJ during Daytona, like about his hair and everything. Cause I, I know Dave Portnoy was talking to him a little bit. <laughs> it's just, it's not, you know, conventional NASCAR, you know, BJ oh, yeah. and I have talked at length about everything and, you know, he, he's true to who he is. He's not going to change what he looks like or how he dresses or the way he does things just because it's not NASCAR-esque. So oh, I totally respect that. Like, I so, I don't fit the mold for a NASCAR fan, but I mean, shit, I'm still gonna watch it every Sunday. So, like, I I have a lot of respect for BJ. Um, and then I like 
I really think Garrett has a, a, a really good personality too. Not just because I've worked with him, but it's just because he's genuinely that interesting. His whole family is interesting in, in, in the best way possible. So, like, his dad um, is a firefighter pilot for a DC-10. That's awesome. And then um, his mom was, like, Miss Kentucky, if I remember right. Oh, wow, day. okay. His brother is a scuba diver, but now he's – or he was a scuba diver at, like, SeaWorld, but now he works on aircraft. Like, that whole family is just so talented in so many different ways that, like, they're just great, great people. Pretty dope, honestly. That's a very, it must be very interesting family dinners that they used to have. Oh, I would love, I, like, there, I, I would agree, but it would, like, if you ever had the chance to just go sit and talk to them, they're all just so personable and so nice. And, you know, all of the drivers' families that I've, I've worked with have been nothing but class. Nothing but class. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Um, so, since you worked for JDM and you guys aren't really, like, no offense, you guys weren't a top, top team like Gibbs or or um Penske like you know not every race is a guaranteed top five let alone a guaranteed win were there certain tracks that you guys would circle on the schedule like hey we know that we not only have a chance for like a really good day we could possibly win this race you know obviously outside of like Daytona or Talladega yeah so um like we have good tracks and we have bad tracks good Mm -hmm. tracks would be uh Darlington is usually Mm -hmm. pretty good for us uh, Iowa's been very good to us. Uh, the road courses, believe it or not, are are ones that we typically enjoy going to because we usually do pretty well there, or they they do well there, I should say. Um, I love the road courses in Xfinity. I just like I think they're so unique. No, for sure. Like Mid Ohio, a lot of people don't understand Mid Ohio, but it, it's it's tight and technical. There's not a lot of room to pass. So you really have to be a good road course driver to get the most out of it. All right, dope. I'm trying to trying to just push Kevin and Nolan to see if they want to ask anything here. Oh. I'm, I feel like I'm the lead interviewer. No, you're good. And if you want bad tracks, New Hampshire. New Hampshire just doesn't seem like a fun track, to be honest. Like I'm no, just, it's, it, it's 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 probably abusive on the brakes too. Yeah, it's it's actually like no offense to anybody that lives in the area. It's my least favorite place to go visit. Okay, so that's actually a good kind of like dive in. So, what is your favorite um, tracks to go visit? So, I have only been to three tracks my entire life. I know Kevin, you've been to what ten? Kevin, did I lose you? Maybe. <laughs> Nolan, did I lose you too? Uh, I'm here. All right, Kevin must be must have been doing something. Um. Nolan, how many tracks have you been to? Um, I'd probably say around ten. I think that's fair. Okay. All right. I've only been to Charlotte, Daytona, and Homestead. So, um, I I, I want to know from you since you've been to pretty much every single track. Like, what's your favorite like area to go to? Like, what uh, you, you said, you said New Hampshire, right? I'm just kidding. No, New Hampshire's his least favorite. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Yeah. I, but I but see, I'm, um, I'm I'm in Albany, and I I love New Hampshire, but I understand that there's probably nothing to do out there because it's literally in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, and like it doesn't help that like to get a hotel you got to drive an hour. Even it's not a you know not a nicer hotel. Like it's just mm-hmm. I don't I just don't enjoy it. Um, I that. But believe it or not, um, 
like a lot of some of my fa- so I'll just say my favorite tracks. Um, Iowa is one of my favorite tracks. Okay. Um, when Jimmy Small used to run that track when he was president there, mm-hmm. uh, everything was top notch from getting people to come to the the autograph sessions to the way the garage was to just everything was done so well that like I'm basically a, a Jimmy Small fanboy. Um, I hear Kevin's back. <laughs> yeah, so I, I like Charlotte, um, not because it's a it's a home track for everybody, but because there's something unique about Charlotte that's not that you you kind of don't see anywhere else. Like for whatever reason, like when I was at JDM, we could run other mile and a half do you know well for us but like we would go to charlotte and we couldn't figure it out so it's interesting I, and I'm, I'm sure it doesn't help now that the roval's there for you guys the, i mean i personally if if you got to watch the roval race oh i was there the roval <laughs> it's fantastic it, it's a blast oh, it was so much funner like i'm definitely gonna try and go again this year that was oh, unbelievable you, oh you totally should yeah, the and Roval then, first, and first of all, oh. Bristol Night Race are definitely on my top, uh, on the top of my list of yeah, races I need to go to. It, it was so cool. And not to mention, there's a cookout over there, so I have to go back because I'm craving <laughs> cookout. God bless. What, what about, no free ads, but I fucking love cookout. What, what about Bojangles? Are you guys Bojangles fans? Oh, I, I live Bojangles. about a quarter of a mile from Bojangles. Yeah, dude, there's so many in Tallahassee. When I lived there, like I was constantly going there because they had an app that had um like a deal on Bojangles pretty much every day. And it was like, you get a fuck ton of chicken, you get two sides and a drink for like six ninety nine, Like stupid. Yeah. It's per- perfect. Cause like and their breakfast I- is incredible. So I grew up uh, just outside of Chicago and in Indiana. <laughs> so we never had Bojangles. Then when I moved down here, my wife exposed me to Bojangles. I was like, where has this been all my yeah. life? <laughs> and even to this day, like my best friend, uh, he lives in Wisconsin, and he came down for my wedding and everything, and we introduced him to Bojangles. And, like, he'll text me just randomly be, and say, like, dude, I'm craving some Bojangles. I don't blame him, honestly. They were they were really good to NASCAR for a long time, too. I really appreciated their existence. In the now, sport. I wonder if they still are. They, a, they sponsored they still the, are? Uh, okay. the Southern 500. I didn't know if they were still doing that, honestly. Yeah, yeah. There's good. a Bo, there's a Bojangles inside of the uh, Darlington infield too. That's the well, first now I have, have to go to Darlington, and, and it's funny you mention that because that's where I ran into uh, Clint Boyer. I was walking through the Cup Garage and I felt this ominous presence of, <laughs> of, of someone of great importance behind me. So I looked over, and it was Clint, and I was like, Clint, do you know where this damn Bojangles place is in here? And he looked at me, he's like, Ah, oh, shit, man, I. I don't know. I, I I think it's over here on the other side of the driver lot. I was like, cool. Thanks, man. He's like, yeah, man, just go uh, go to the end, hook a right, and it should be right there. I just pictured this entire situation in my head, and I just can see Clint's reaction. Ah, shit, man. I, it, see, the thing about Clint is, like, the way he is on TV for the interviews, the way he is on mm-hmm. in-car audio is the same person that he is away from fans and people. I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah, I'm, I I really do like Clint a lot. He's he's really just been wonderful for the sport. Oh, for sure. Because who else? I mean, there's really nobody that's kind of replaced Tony Stewart. So it might as well be Clint, right? Yeah. 
Might as uh, well be in terms of that, you know, outlandish so, personality kind of. It's just it's Clint Blair. It's like there's no one like him. I know there's no. not. It's not really the same, but I'm. I mean, Ricky Stenhouse is getting there with like how he's not as liked on the track, but good. He'll get respected. No, I'm. Yeah. I'm all for it. I'm here for it. <laughs> um, but in, in back to the main topic, the the places I enjoy. I really like Texas. Texas okay. is is um. They actually have this gas station called Bucky's right across the street from the track, and it's it's a gas station. It has a hundred, like I think a hundred pumps. That's but the, insane. No but wait, the, Bucky's. Holy shit! No, I I know exactly what you're talking about. It's the thing with the otter on it, right? Yeah, exactly. Yes, we. Okay, when I was driving to Texas a couple years ago, they had signs for it like 600 miles away in like <laughs> Mississippi. They're like, you're only 600 miles from Bucky's. And I'm like, what in the fuck is this place? That's awesome. And like, but, one of my brothers here's the went thing. there and said it was incredible. Yeah, so the thing is, is like the inside of this gas station is like a – it's it's basically a Walmart. That's what I've heard. So we – like they have – an entire section dedicated to nothing but beef jerky of all flavors no. and types and God pay by the pound. I yeah. love that so much. I love and beef they, jerky with all my heart and, and it, then, it hurts because of it, but. And then they have something called Bucky balls or beaver nuggets or beaver balls or something that I'm not going to tell you what they are. You just have to go buy them. And try I have them. to try this. I, I have to go to Texas again. Um, I told my friend let's, I'd meet him in Houston, so. Shouts out, yeah. Carlo. I also yeah, like Anthony, Phoenix. Let me know how those uh, beaver balls are, okay? Oh, they're delicious. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll send you snaps, don't <laughs> worry. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely I'll send you Snapchats about it. My, my fiancé would be like, what the hell are you looking at? Uh, beaver balls. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, don't know, I don't know what they're called. I think they're, I think they're actually called like beaver nuggets or something, but they're, they're little balls, so I just say beaver balls. I, I if it's it. deep fried, I'm probably gonna name, eat it. No, gonna it's it's it. like a it's a caramelized um like I don't know, like a cheese puff or something. I don't I don't know. Describe it, but it's I got it. I mean amazing. It, 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 the mystery surrounding it like is enough for me to want to try it. Oh, I'm like yeah, Andrew Zimmer from Bizarre Foods where I'm just like, I have to eat everything. I have to know what's shit and what's good. Like that's me. That's you. You just you get it. Then. Got into my head. You got into my head, dude. I can pick anyone's brain. Give me some time. I'll figure it out. <laughs> All right. Um. So let's talk a little bit about the Xfinity season right now. Uh, obviously, we've we were three races in. Um. We got Phoenix this weekend. We've had so far Michael Annette with um kind of a shocking win, I guess you could say. I mean, no one really expected Michael Annette to really get that done. Um, dude, I was uh, talking to Dale at Daytona, and I even he didn't. Expect it. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. He was just as surprised as everyone else. Um, who was it? Christopher Bell and Kyle Busch, of course, just being Kyle Busch. Um, yeah. so so far the season's been not lackluster, but definitely the drivers who are good have shown that they're dominant, and you know it hasn't been much else going on. Who's kind of surprised you this season? I've been surprised at how good Tyler Reddick's has been. Same. Same. Yeah, like he, I agree with that. Him and Christopher Bell, I, we, I know we mentioned this in the last episode, but him and Christopher Bell are just in another league right now. Like They were battling for the win before the final caution at Atlanta, and then besides Kyle Busch at Vegas, they were the only two within 
25 seconds of the lead, and they were right on Kyle Busch's tail. Mm-hmm. It's very now, surprising because he's RCR. Yeah, like, I thought this move from... Uh, and that, was, that was my question. I, I was going to ask, do you think changing from Junior to RCR was a, a determining factor? A determining factor yeah, it, of what? Yeah, for, for, his, for him running so well at the start of the season. Oh, um, yeah, I guess. I, I mean, I honestly thought it was a downgrade. Me just too. Because, I mean, he won the champion. He won the damn championship in the nine car. Going to a car that didn't win at all last year. But should this really be much of a surprise that the two car is actually as good as it is? Because, I mean, Austin Dillon won a championship in that car a couple years ago. Obviously, a different model, but, you know... Um, but you also had Brian Scott in between that, and um, Matt Tiff was driving that last year and really underperformed. But there is the potential. Like I think Austin Dillon drives RCR cars, or does he drive Junior? He drives. He I know he did Junior with cars. RCR. He, he and drove a couple college, college races. Yeah, and then mm, that's right. Yeah, he, he, he runs uh, part time. But like, there has not been an extremely series regular quite like Christopher Bell since. Who'd you say? Like regular, um, ooh, Martin Truex Jr. That dog, Ricky Stenhouse, Casey Atwood. <laughs> Listen, buddy, I don't even <laughs> like. <laughs> he hasn't ended up on his roof yet, so yeah. Like you just don't see. Actually, he has at Daytona in the Truck Series, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Like I think Tyler Reddick is showing that like it's more than just the equipment. Like obviously, RCR is still a good team, but it's nowhere near. JGR and he's running with him week in and week out so far. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think, like, in, in, now granted, this is my opinion, do you think that Xfinity has emphasized the Christopher Bell show too much? Or do you think he's worthy of getting that much recognition and praise? See, here's I the thing. He's oh. worthy. It's worthy. It's, I think it's worthy also. I, when yeah, I was watching Atlanta, um, Jimmy and, uh, and Kevin, or it was Jimmy and Brad, I'm not sure who was in the booth, but they, they mentioned the, like, the record of the most Xfinity wins in a season is 13, and they, they were thinking that Bell could make a run for that this season. I would not be surprised at all if Bell wins double-digit races. Like That car is dominant. He looks good. Obviously, it sucks that he crashed at uh, Vegas, but I mean, he, had a, he could have won that one, too. I think he wins one of the next two races, being tomorrow or at Auto Club. Por que no los dos? I also uh, think there's a. I just think he only gets a, one. I don't know. Go on. I also, I also think there's a, a lot of uh, like the NASCAR media. Uh, they they're kind of pushing the dirt background too, because uh, I feel like Kyle Larson. Yeah, they are. He he gets a lot of attention because of his background, and because I mean Kyle Larson's a great driver. He's an amazing driver, um, but. I feel like his background kind of comes into play on how much attention they give him because, I mean, he's won, what, three, four races, but he didn't win any time last year, and he does some amazing things in the car, but his dirt background just makes it so interesting. No, I like, agree. He's won five, put some respect on the name. And then, <laughs> but yeah, no, like, I agree. But I think, I mean, it's worthy. Like, I was listening to the, uh, Junior's podcast, and he had Tony Stewart on, and he said him and Christopher Bell are the most 
raw talent drivers in the sport right now. And he's like, yeah, I'm probably a little bit biased because my dirt background, but like, it's true. You just see that you see them do things in the car, especially running around the top. And I'll, honestly, I'm gonna throw. I'm ready to throw Tyler Reddick in that mix too. Yeah, like, that's fair. And they're all dirt guys. It just you know something growing up with those high horsepower cars. You just you can control a go- control a car like other guys can. It's all about throttle control. Yeah. Um, hey, Alex, Reddick came saying? from a dirt background. Or, sorry. Yeah. Ah, I didn't know that. I learned yeah. something new today. Yeah. Yep. yeah, you no, don't really. Oh, Go sorry. ahead. Sorry. What, what were you trying to say? Oh, nothing. I was. I was just. You know, and I was just going to say, in my opinion, I, I think NASCAR is focusing heavily on Christopher Bell right now. Like they're trying to make him into like the next big thing. Uh, yeah, they should. He is. <laughs> but I'll be I honest mean, with you. I, the whole Christopher Bell next big thing. That's great in the Xfinity series, but he's got to show himself when he goes up to cup because there's been oh, way sure. too much hype, you know, behind drivers coming up to cup and it takes him a couple of years to even win. I mean, look at Chase Elliott and Ryan Blaney and Bubba Wallace and there was like this big young gun push, especially at the beginning of last year that NASCAR kind of lost a little bit because they realized that the young guns aren't winning. It's, you know, the YouTube event, yeah. yeah, the thing is like NASCAR like they they do this too often where they keep trying to push the next big thing and it happens all the time and then when they don't succeed right away it oh my goodness they just they just you know give up almost a perfect example would be joey logano joey logano is a good example is a great example of that because i mean he he was sliced bread coming in and and he was only like 19 or 18 when he got the ride like yeah like and look how many years it took him to actually start producing he was still 24 when he did that which is pretty much when you're supposed to be coming into your prime yeah, no, like, I think if Christopher Bell gets JGR equipment, now, whether that be driving for JGR or driving for Levine family, but, like, with JGR prep cars, whatever deal they work out, because Toyota's not going to let him go, I think no, he there's no will way. be the first rookie since, I think, Hamlin to win a race that's not due to a rain delay in, in, the, rook, in the rookie year. There's no, what, no, what, hold on. There have been rookies that have won in their rookie season. Because Logano did, but that was due to rain. Yeah. Busher did. Busher, yeah. Um, Stewart did. Technically a rookie in in 2017 when he won with Wood Brothers? No. Nope, 2016. Okay. Um, There's got to be someone. I know Kyle Busch, he won his rookie year. Yeah, yeah no, that, that was pretty much when the rookies were coming in also had yeah. lots of more experience at that point, too. So I was, I was going to bring up this point. Did... Did we kind of get accustomed to new guys coming up through the ranks and winning when you, yeah. got, when you had guys like Kyle Busch, Jimmy Johnson, Kyle Ryan, Bush. Casey Kane? Mm-hmm. Like these Hurts. rookies were coming up and they were winning the races. Um, well, Casey Kane didn't win new. any races in his first year. He finished second six times. Yeah, but yeah. he was extremely he was, dominant. I mean, oh, he was man. killing he, he made it. Me a fan was, he could have. He could have won a good amount of races, but I know he had some bad luck in there. But you just and don't see the rookies setting the world on fire like you did 10 years ago, or I guess really 
Oh, wow. It's going to make me sound old 15 years ago. <laughs> no, like, I agree. And I think it's because of the lack of experience that they've had in the other uh, series. Like, you look at William Byron. He only had, what, one year of trucks and one year in extendity? They pushed him up the super cup. fast. I mean, See, that's the thing with Christopher Bell. That's why he's going to be so good and why he is so talented. Is because he's had two full years in he's... trucks, and now this is the second full year in Xfinity. I mean, his I, patience in the in the Vegas race, going back and watching that, I mean, his patience was was very, very like mature on levels that you would see with guys that like like Keselowski, Bush, and and Logano right now. Well, maybe not Logano as much, but <laughs> you know what I mean. And it's funny because yeah. even he said like when he went into this year, he was like, "I hate that I'm not hate, but he's like, I'd rather not waste another year in a lower series during my prime." And I'm thinking. I agree, but it's going to make you a better driver once you finally reach Cobb. Exactly. I think after this year, depending on how successful the season is, if if it's just a, a good season, nothing, you know, I'd say do one more year in Xfinity, then go up. After this year? Yeah. No, I, I mean... I, I can see it. why, but he's he's pretty much ready. I mean, yeah, it's I'd just, say he's it, ready. It's the fact there's a lack of a car for him. If there was a seat, obviously, like like God forbid Hamlin retires, like yeah, there's a seat. Bell, go get it. Like, but you know, I mean, I guess I guess more so. I'm I'm tired of seeing guys get pushed up too quick. I'd rather see them. It's the it's the, the, the Strummy Reed or Reed. Um. Who was the other guy? Stormy Mears and Sorensen issue. Yeah, yeah. Even you could even say Larson in there too. I've, I don't know. I've like, heard I've heard Cup drivers say though that you can you can put these guys in the Xfinities and the and you know in the truck drive you know truck series, but at the end of the day, they're not going to know how to drive you know these Cup cars because they drive so different. So they just need to just exactly. jump into it. Also, I think that there is that mindset that hey, these guys are so different than what the trucks and the Xfinity cars are. So let's just throw them in there. Let's just you know we understand. I feel like there's understanding that it's going to take two or three years for these guys to start winning races. I mean, Chase Elliott is a prime example. Mm-hmm. Look at him last year. I mean, he won I mean, three races. After he also sat in Xfinity for two years, though, like just like Bell is. That's true, but it still took him three years in the Cup Series to win. Exactly. Well, it's so, also tougher. You have so many of these guys that are so experienced and still are winning races. And Kevin Harvick, I mean, he's Kevin Harvick's in his forties, and I think he's in his prime now. Oh, <laughs> I agree. Like 100%. Kevin Harvick has only gotten better with age, like fine wine. Mm-hmm. Damn, I'm gonna start calling him that from now on. And it goes back to the conversation that we had with the rookies coming in 15 years ago, and they were just so good. They were winning right out of the box. Well, yeah, the Gillette Young still here. I mean, some of them are still here, and they're still winning races. And that I think that speaks to the level of talent that we're seeing now. Mm-hmm. Is, I mean, Kevin Harvick it will be one of will be known as one of the best drivers in the in you know in NASCAR, hands down. Did you so, see the thing? Oh, sorry. What were you saying? Look, look at look at it this way. Would would you rather move a driver up and have to wait three years, four years for him to start winning races, or would you rather hold him back in Xfinity and see him produce wins and championships? I'd rather hold him back. Uh, I mean, if you plan it like that, but you never know what's going to happen. You know, the first years in Cup. But I will say, you kind of do bring up a good point, holding Bell another year back with the whole getting more experience thing, but also new. I mean, this has definitely got to be a factor that plays into whether he moves up 
uh, for 2020 or 2021. 2021, start of a brand new Ooh. car. Gen 7. And That's Mercedes is going to be more of a driver's car, as in, like, no splitter, less downforce, all that stuff. Or at least that's what rumored about it. And I mean, there's some stuff confirmed. Like Steve O'Donnell was like, yeah, there's going to be no splitter. So I feel like you get Bell with a fresh star because no one has experience in a Gen 7 car. You throw him in there and he definitely wins a couple races. No, for sure. See, and stuff like that that can make a difference between yeah. producing and not producing because nobody, ha- nobody knows how these cars handle. So if he goes in there fresh like everybody else, he's more likely to be like, all right, listen, nobody else is running all that well. So I don't have that added pressure on me to try to put the car where it doesn't need to be and tear it up. I agree. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, there is really no place at JGR to go. Like Kyle Busch signed a contract. Not that anyone thought he was going to leave, but he'll, he's there till I think 2022. You just signed Truex. I was worried about Hamlin and then winning the Daytona 500 kind of shut me up. And all the other guys who were like, oh, Bell's going to take your ride. And then Jones, like, I don't think he goes anywhere. But if I had to pick one guy, that would be it. But even then, like, where would he go? Like, he, he's, he's produced for JGR. Back to, so the, back to the 77 car. I'm, I'm sure they'd Spire would love to have him. Oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> Spire would love to have Eric Jones. And, like, Anyone I totally would love see to have Eric Jones. He's, as, he's as long as funding is there, which it will be for Gibbs, like, they would just shove him to Levine Family Racing and, mm-hmm. you know, fully prep cars and whatnot. But, God, I hope they really do have two cars and they don't get rid of Benedetto because he really is, like, he's he's in the right position right now. He's moving up he, the ranks he, the right way. Exactly. I mean, he, he's he's got that case of Ross Chastain syndrome where, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people are like, oh, not doing it the right way you're not doing it the right way but they are doing it the right way they're proving they're... themselves through keeping cars mm-hmm. clean through finishing races and getting better finishes than what most people think those cars are capable of in my opinion though there is no real wrong way right way like yes it does suck when you see these young kids come into the series and they don't perform right away but there is no right way wrong way like some people are just more like in tune with like better cars and some of them need to just learn. And I think learning experience helps some of these guys. Like, I mean, now we're seeing Eric Almirola really come into his own drivers like Kevin Harvick. I mean, Kevin had all the talent and the spotlight in the world, but having to learn how to win with a terrible RCR car has made him so much better in a Stuart Haas car because of that. I feel like if you threw Harvick into a Stuart Haas car, he wouldn't be as dominant as, as he is. His career might not even be as long. True. That's just a hypothetical, obviously. Going back to Bell, like, I can literally see him, if he gets held back, I can literally see people on Twitter being like, wow, Christopher Bell's, as, as, literally, as an Xfinity Series regular, is ruining the Xfinity Series because of how good he is. <laughs> and I'm like, what do you want? He's an Xfinity Series regular. It's not like, I mean, like, obviously, Kyle Busch came down and said, like, hey, I want to run trucks to win a championship. It would, you know, it would receive some backlash because he's like, oh, you're so talented and, like, you've already proven yourself. Like, Christopher Bell, he's... He has to race for BJ McLeod Racing. Yeah, like, literally. And I feel like he could probably still win. <laughs> or at least contend. Top five, yeah. Yeah. Um, but now, like, there's literally going to be people out there that are going to be mad at an Xfinity Series regular winning races. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. People are upset that Chase, when Chase Elliott is down there and Chase is still very young and still learning. 
Like people just want to see these young kids like go out there and race. But I mean, if you look at how the Xfinity series has always been, there's always been cup guys in it. Like, I mean, when I started watching in 2002, like Michael Waltrip was running in it. Um, Kevin Harvick, Mark um, Martin. Clint was it? Mark Martin was is a prime example of a cup guy that it just ran too long in Xfinity. But I mean, it's just always been like that. Dale Earnhardt, I mentioned it a couple pods ago that he um he he has like 24 Xfinity wins or. Bush series, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Like, yeah. Because yeah. he won back to back championships in 80, no, not 80, 98 and 99? Part, who? Junior. I, was, I didn't say junior, I said senior, sorry. Oh, my bad. But like, still, but with junior, junior did like, win back to back. Junior did win back to back. You are yeah, correct. And then you saw it. So he got that experience. Then he won in like one of his first cup starts at Texas when he was only playing. Yeah, it was his 13th start. Yeah. Yeah. So it shows. Now, okay, I think I think this podcast session convinced me that I want to see Bell stay another year in Xfinity. Yes. I mean, he's exciting, and I want to see if he can get those 13 wins. I, I agree. I mean, because realistically, the whole point of the Xfinity series is where names are made, or that's what they're, they're pushing. Mm-hmm. But if, you know, if you push them out of the Xfinity series, they haven't made a name, and they become another driver in the cup series you know exactly that's that's true that's fair i definitely wouldn't be mad if he got some cup starts this year no no i i think that'd be perfect that's exactly what he needs. oh please give him some cup starts like kind of like how how jones got that experience i think elliot got that experience did byron ever get that chance to get a couple cup starts before well austin dylan did the point is so many cup guys now have had like random one-off starts in the Xfinity series. I mean, even J- or a cup. Jimmy Johnson had that in in 2001. He got that opportunity. You got to give Bell a chance. If there is an opportunity, like you know, God forbid anyone gets hurt, but like you know, if you if a seat can open up, if JGR can give Spire, like I think that's the 77 is a Toyota, correct? No, it's no, Chevy. Chevy. They're only so- Alliance. Ah! Levine family. Is Levine. Okay, look, give me give me the 59 car, please, and put Christopher Bell in it. Just one I, race. Anthony, yeah. I, 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 I can't promise you this, but my gut feeling is is that you will see Christopher Bell in there, and and that Toyota is going to build a second team around him. Probably. Whoa. Please, please. Yeah, actually, actually, that Toyotas. That sounds very, very logical. Yeah, I that, mean, it sounds like it could actually happen. We yeah. have our hot takes, but our hot takes actually make sense. Believe it or not. Well, because if you think about it, Toyota only has one prime team, whereas exactly. Ford and Chevrolet, they have major players with different teams. It would mm-hmm. be smart for Toyota, and I know they had Furniture Row Racing, but um, I mean, I'm not sure if you guys heard, but I mean, Shurek said back in 2015 when he joined the team that they were about to go under. You know, and they basically yeah, put all I their that. all well, their eggs in one basket and just went for it. Was his first year or was that his second year? No, 2015 uh, was his second year, and that oh, was and, it. Never mind. Yeah, because oh, 2014. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, yeah. 2015 was his first year. They won at Pocono that year, and he was a constant driver. He went to the the championship for that season. That's right. Yeah, he was a constant player. Like it was just like Kurt Busch in 2013. Like he was a constant player in the top ten. He wasn't going to win any races, but if he did get that chance, he could do it. Like, and, and at that point, like Furniture Row was taking off. Obviously. It's unfortunate what happened, but I mean, you know, necessary evils, I guess. All right. Well, let me ask you guys this. I'm sorry to start asking questions. No, please. I mean, this can go on forever, please. 
Um, who I not so not out of the the top guys that we typically see in Xfinity. Who has impressed you the most this in year? Xfinity? Yeah. Outside of Reddick, I mean, I, I I've been super impressed with Brandon Jones. I've said I multiple too. times on this podcast that Brandon Jones is going to win a race this year. And I've, I've been circling Bristol on my calendar as this is the race Brandon Jones is going to win. And I can't wait to just go to the bank and then cash that check when he does that. Dude, I just found out bad news about Bristol. So I'm working the spring game up here and it starts, it doesn't start till four. So I'm going to miss oh, the entire no. uh, Bristol extending race. That sucks. No. I know. My friend was talking about going to the spring game. I had zero intention. Yeah. I mean, I'm getting paid. So that's the only reason I'm working. So let, let me go a different app. What do you think? Being Jeffrey Earnhardt, Jeffrey Earnhardt, yeah. How do you think he's fared so far in this season? Jeffrey has impressed me, but Jeffrey also fucked up at Atlanta, where on that last restart he was second, I believe, or he was restarting third, and he just backpedaled immediately, and that was just very unfortunate because um, he had uh, he he had a car that can easily win that eighteen car, like pretty much should always be top five in every single race, regardless of who's in it. Um, and Jeffrey just couldn't really get a good restart like, that's not really anything like restarting on a track uh, with a surface like that atlanta is tough even yeah like the outside line drivers. at atlanta and the extending and truck series was just oh it was non-existent trash. so that yeah. was more of a, a it was unfortunate but carrie or, why do i keep calling him carrie jeffrey has <laughs> impressed me <laughs> i miss dad i know i miss carrie but um you know, Jeffrey has impressed me a little bit. I hope that Jeffrey gets an opportunity to like be there at the end to win a race because he'll make some moves that'll surprise fans. Oh, for sure. Um, but I mean, you know, as far as outside of that, I mean, I can't think of too many other guys that have really impressed me. I mean, Michael Annette has got a win, and that's more than Brian Scott can say. Yeah, um, but that still doesn't impress me. I mean, I know. it was follow the leader for the last forty laps. It was the worst race I think I've seen in years at Daytona. Like, I'm uh I'm still drinking the uh Noah Gregson Kool Aid. I know you guys not, are all about Brandon no. Jones, but not at all. No, I'm canceling him and expanding no. now. Uh Oh, okay. Yeah. I, 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 I don't have anything wrong with Noah. Gregson did finish third at Vegas. Yeah, it was due to attrition, but still yeah, at their well, place. When everyone else crashes and you take out, uh, or no, yeah. it's Custer. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I I don't, I, I, I don't know. I guess um. I mean, he doesn't have a lot of Xfinity starts, and you know he's able to at least put the car, you know, in. He's canceled. The, the top five. <laughs> I know when he was uh, making a couple starts with Joe Gibbs last year. You know, and I know I mentioned it before, but I think three of the four starts were top fives. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. you know, give him a little bit of time, and then uh, then we'll talk. Yeah, I mean, it's still a cha- it's a championship car. Um, he has the potential. We'll see what happens. Um, no, you already canceled him. You cannot pedal back. On I can uncancel thing. people. Nope, I can nope, absolutely nope. uncancel people. I he said it, didn't he? The huh? thing with Noah is that if he absolutely performs like to a high level, not like necessarily championship, but I say if he wins the championship this year and then follows it up with a great first start of the season, first half of the season, if he still drives for Junior Motorsports in 2020, He's got to be the front, and this sounds really weird saying this, but he he's probably going to be the front runner for the forty eight car when Jimmy retires. Oh my god! I uh, I don't know. I think that there's Jimmy there's there's another year. there's another pool to choose from on that 
Like yeah, I just can't picture Noah going up to Cup. Like I know, like see, I'm neither can I. Alba Hendrick yeah. also likes poaching drivers. Like I, I have to think. In what did you say, 2020 or 2021? So 2021, that seat will open most okay, likely I because Jimmy imagine... signed through 2020. You have seven. You have seven-year-old Kyle Larson, like seven years pro Kyle Larson. You, who I think his contract ends that year. You have, but he's, um, but he's loyal to Ganassi. Everybody keeps saying that about yeah. Larson, but 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 Ganassi yes. gave him the shot, and I like nobody what else. Mario Franchitti when he came over to NASCAR to run for Richard Petty. And honestly, why would Larson want to leave now? He's outrunning uh, the Hendrick cars. Yeah, no, for I'm, sure. but. Uh, Yes, but in 2020, who knows what's going to happen? I exactly, but like it. as of now, like during contract talks and everything, like if I'm Larson, I would not want to leave. My point is though that Hendrick is probably going to poach someone rather than than. I mean, obviously, if Graxon is incredible. You're going to take Graxon, but I agree. Personally, but... I I don't believe that he's going to be like you know the next big thing. I think that he'll probably take some time. Like it took Custer some time to really get like in there, but I mean. You know, I'm sure that Hendrick will probably be looking to spend the big bucks to get a big driver. I mean, I would but not be shocked at all. Who? I know I this mean, is way out, but who? Like, I mean, I, mean, okay. I have to look at contracts, but I'm sure that you can that he'll find someone. Like, there's got to be someone. I mean, I don't know. What about, what about Ross? <laughs> I mean, he, I would love I mean, to see Ross. Put, I mean, he give put him Alex the Bowman, Bowman in the '88. Who would have thought that the Alex Bowman would be driving a Hendrick car? And who's who to say Bowman will be there in 2021? To be honest, like if he keeps, he's I mean, the second. He's the second best driver on the team right now. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. We'll see if it... And I like Bowman, don't get me wrong, but let's say he... I think he... I'm pretty sure he signed through 2020. Let's say he just completely tanks the next two years, like, and that seat opens up, too, then. Chase Elliott might be the elder statesman that I'm trying I, I think Elliott Ross is going to go to that one... The Ganassi one car. Oh yeah, yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much what I've been thinking too. Yeah, no, I I know that I know that. It's cause I mean, it, it seems like Kurt Busch yeah. is giving off "I'm retiring" vibes, especially with it, his paint it, scheme last yeah, week. Yeah, that paint scheme last week pretty much kind of was like, "Oh God, Kurt, please don't retire. Yeah. I'm not ready. I'm not ready to say goodbye yet. I hope Kurt gives it at least one or two more years after this." But I mean, I ah. think he just wants to venture off into other racing avenues, honestly. <laughs> You think he would do like shit like ISMA or what? What's the one? Yeah, the, I think any racing. That's right. He is actually pretty good at IndyCar racing. He almost yeah. fucking won the Indy 500 a couple years ago. How funny yeah, would that have been? I, I, okay, I, I'm just gonna say I don't think he'll go to IndyCar or anything. I think he'll just be done from. I don't think he'd want to racing. just because of the dangers. I mean, I, I, yeah. I mean, you know, after seeing what happened to Wiccan last year. No, I, I agree. Did you know, by the way, he's gonna be at the race on Sunday? Really, yeah. Robert's yeah, gonna like be at the race. I'm gonna, yeah, he's he's going. He's gonna meet fans and sign autographs. Yeah, and he's, for him. he's oh, awesome. yeah, he wants to be still be a part of the sport. I mean, he's good. he's able. He's not able to walk under his own power, obviously. Yeah. But like, I would love to go there and meet him. I'm I'm really hoping I get that chance because he, he like that's unbelievable that he's even like conscious. Yeah, no, yeah, sure. for sure. No, going so on the uh, <laughs> the Reddit bold prediction thread for the this season. My like. 100% out of nowhere, like, bold prediction was, and this kind of revolves around the whole Christopher Bell to JGR thing. I said, mm-hmm. JGR kicks someone out. That driver who gets kicks out ends up in the one for Chip Ganassi. 
Oh my god! Huh. That, that, that is like a literally just like huge bowl. Okay, like fitting in the puzzle. So that that's what I was saying. But that's that's like sixty four font bold prediction. No, for sure. But like besides <laughs> that, yeah, I think Ross or they don't have any other. Maybe uh, what's his name? John Hunter. John Hunter is with. Um, I can see it as a dark. GMS. I know it's a GMS, I, I could see like, him in the forty eight before I see him in the one. What about Brennan Poole? He needs a chance back. <laughs> good, good, good idea. Whoever said that? Yeah. How is okay? Honestly, I haven't watched much of the truck series this year. Just as I, he's very average. Every, he's yeah. he's just he just he literally exists. Like he's not okay. doing anything. Like he's not. I think he's eleventh in points right now. He's not is it doing the equipment anything. or is it his driving? He's I, in the no, sturdy truck. I don't know who I, that is. I, it, it's a new team. I think okay. that well, that's truck good at least that he's doing something isn't as well prepared as you know a KBM truck or something. Yeah. But the fact is, he's still trying to get back. He's still racing. He's still you know putting heart and soul into yeah, it. That's good. That's at least he can retire and go do real estate like Dylan Kwasanowski. You know, I think a lot of people forget what he's doing now. That yeah, he, yeah, I heard something that he was doing yeah, real estate. That's what he's doing. I think a lot of people forget that Brennan Poole, I think, lost on a tiebreaker in what what was his final year in the forty eight? Was it twenty seventeen? Twenty seventeen. If I remember correctly, he lost the tiebreaker to go to the final four. No, he crashed in uh, Phoenix. Okay, so he I know, but he was like really close. He was right there because. Point. He yeah, also because, should have won a fucking race that year, but, you know. Uh, I was, dude, I was so pissed at NASCAR for that. Yeah, you know, so, Talladega always has those finishes that absolutely oh, yeah. suck. Shouts out 2008 and 2004-15. Like, just, you know, pretty much any year that breaks my heart. Or it's yeah, 2016. The, the only reason why Brennan Poole didn't make it to the Final Four is because when he crashed at Phoenix, um, we had to borrow the, the Ganassi pit crew. Oh, because okay. uh, the, Get those the beefy boys, yeah, because the the pit crew that we had, which were Hendrick pit crew, they had to go to the JRM teams because uh, the original JRM pit crews got stranded in Arkansas when their plane broke down. Mm-hmm. Oh man, damn, that's wild. That yeah, is that's actually wild. What like yeah. they just they were just stranded? Like yeah, they're they're the, something happened and they had to divert. To Arkansas, that's and they couldn't get a plane. Arkansas, no offense to Arkansas, but that that's that's Arkansas. Yeah, they had a they had so they Our had Kansas. to put their the pit crews that we usually ran with over at Junior Motorsports because obviously the the affiliation there. Yeah, so yeah we sure. we were left scrambling trying to find pit crews to do that race, and it just so happened that Ross got the the Ganassi crew. Mm-hmm. Which now I'm pretty sure Ross still has a Ganassi crew because of that. That's because good. they they really helped us out and they were really good. Well, it's pretty dope. I really hope that Ross gets uh gets a win this year with uh, oh. he has like two more races with Colleague, right? Uh yeah, so he'll be I just I, I was literally just with his dad today. Mm-hmm. And uh I think what is it? California, maybe? No. But he has two more left, for sure. I hope he gets a win in one of those two. I really would I'll, love I'm to be see real. him. I'm going to be real. Unless it's a restrictor plate race, I don't see him sneaking out a win colleague equipment. 
nothing against college equipment, but like it's not like when he went to. Well, what if it's a road course? I mean, Cook almost won a race at uh, Road America a couple of years, or was it Road? You know, I can't remember which one it was. It was a road, and he almost won it. He was in the top three late race, got spun out. I mean, yeah, but I just think. I, road I, I think road courses come down to pit strategy and driver talent. It's, it's not a lot car. of pit strategy. Like, I mean, it, it has nothing to do with the car because yeah, for sure. You, Germany for, it's exhibit A. It, exactly. And, and I saw like, I was spotting that race for Ross in turn one. And I legitimately saw him every lap gain on Matt Tift because Jeremy's that much better of a road course racer than Matt is. Yeah, I didn't realize you were a spotter. That's actually I, I didn't I didn't know that about. Uh, well, you you tell me any NASCAR job, and I'll tell you if I've You've done it. Pretty much done most of it. Uh, driver. Yeah. No. <laughs> Can so, we get like, you in a car? That'd be pretty cool. Do you do iRacing? racing? No. Okay. Well, well, let's get you in a car. We might as well just. I'll I'll hit up Kyle Busch. I'm sure I can get you in one of his trucks. No, he pretty perfect. much gives a he pretty much gives a ride to anyone. Perfect. So let's do it. Yeah. No, but like I I've done the thing from like I was Ross, Ross's uh, sign holder guy, so the guy that waves the sign <laughs> in the pit. Sweet. That's fucking awesome. I always wondered if that's just like someone is actually doing that, or if that's like just an automatic lever. Like, no, oh that, my god, that's hilarious. I didn't know um, that that was actually someone. And then um, I caught tires for in the pits. Like I mean, you. Like you, you were the person who caught them like after they made the rule change. Uh, yeah, that's uh, fucking with, awesome. With the, yeah, so oh I would God. I would do the sign, scoot Did the you... front left tire down, pull the hose as the changer came around, and that's then wild. tires. And if you remember the Dover race last year, yeah, uh, where that guy fell over the wall. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 That was me. No. <laughs> Now I, have to go look at, now I have to go look at this. It, it was Alan. Top 10 something. Or it was his pick for something on, on uh, Instagram. Wow. Ross Chastain. You were... it, it, it was called Uncontrolled Crew Member. So by the time. <laughs> it's actually a really funny story. So by the time I got out of Dover, out of Delaware, my wife called me and she said, oh, yeah, they're playing it on the Charlotte News right now. So by the time I got home, the, that video had already had like 150,000 people watch it. Oh, God. I, I mean, it's not something I, I enjoy talking about because it was a huge mistake. Yeah, I'm sure. Did you? Did the team get penalized? Like, did you guys get a penalty for that? Or yeah, yeah, we we got. So it was actually uncontrolled tire. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. Because by the time I would pulled the hose, the the tire carrier at the time had already sent the tire. Yeah. Okay. So with that rule that has to be within an arm's length, it was already way outside an arm's length. So I dove for it, thinking I could get it, and. Gravity did what gravity does best. Damn gravity. Dude, fuck gravity. Fuck fuck Sir Isaac Newton. That guy totally ruined a lot of shit for people. I know, right? Ru- ruined Gordon Hayward's leg. Ruined a lot of good NASCAR careers. But I, I do speaking about Pickery stuff, um Zico Pesa, the uh the Hendrick uh fuel guy that got his leg broken. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Atlanta. He is actually, uh, if I remember right, the Post said he, he's heading home today, or he headed home today after That's 11 really days. That's really good to hear. I'm very happy to hear that. So he's, he's one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. I've worked with him many, many times, so it, it's really good to see him back on his feet and you know having all the support and everything that he has. Mm-hmm. He was working the 37 car, right? Uh, I'm not quite... I don't know. All I know is that when uh, that car spun, it pinned him, pinned Zico against the wall and broke his leg. Yeah. All right. Well, um, let's see. Where, where are we running at right now? We're at... All right. Let's... Uh, we got any last questions about Xfinity uh, for Alex, guys? Um... Before we get into picks, I know I, I kind of had to go somewhere for a sec. What what did you say your favorite track to go to was? Uh, Iowa. Iowa, Iowa, Charlotte. That's Charlotte, what I wanted to ask. How is Iowa? I love it. Okay, the, you the, think the, the racing is the is going to get a uh, race there eventually? Uh, well, this is this is like deep, deep inside knowledge. So, oh man, breaking news on the podcast. Let's go. Um. The 2020 schedule, if you can possibly conceive it, it might actually happen. 2020 or 2021? 2020. Ooh. And, and um, that's, that's all I'm going to say for right now. There, there's, so, there's breaking, so breaking news, Old Spice Motor Speedway is going to be on the 2020 <laughs> schedule. Oh, so and same did you guys Dodge. actually see uh, something that broke this week? What about the schedule? So Adam Stern tweeted out. So they are thinking about, which means it's definitely going to happen because Stern tweeted it out. Yeah. Um, the West Coast swing is going to follow Daytona, and then Atlanta is going to get pushed back till mid March. You mentioned that like two episodes ago. Is that that's what they should be doing? Yeah, anyways. and then and that's I what they did. Good. Wow. I may, do you think what, that maybe? Do you think that Stern listens to the podcast? Uh, I mean, I emailed the president. Of Atlanta Motor Speedway, because <laughs> oh, <nice. laughs> no. they had the, the whole feedback thing from going to oh, the race, and I was like, "Yeah, well, that was a great experience." But uh, if you could make the race day like, about one month later, that would be this, perfect. This is so, like when uh, I, I messaged Bonnaroo and was like, "Please bring back the uh, the late night stage and let festivals go till seven a.m." And they did, <laughs> and oh, I didn't go there. Awesome. Yeah, Bonnaroo well, loves me. Well, what do you guys think about? The old Tennessee fairgrounds or Nash- Nashville. Nashville, Nashville. Yes, I will literally drive if they if it's on oh, the 2020 schedule. I am making a trip out of it to go. To yeah, Nashville. what's up? I'm headed. I'm headed there if, too. If like, I'm 21. So if it's after May 4th. Uh, all right. So so you might want to start planning that trip in 2020. From what I've been told, I'm so excited. What <laughs> track? I hope you're Nashville. not like the source that was like the earth shattering news is KBM okay. moving a cup. That's all I gotta now, say. Do you know? Let's just say if that happens, which tracks are getting pushed back? Because SMI is acquiring Nashville, so that means SMI is giving up a race date. Um, giving up a race date at? I I don't know specifics. Uh, what I do remember is that tracks with uh, dual like two dates, two dates. Uh, those will be the ones that will go. So SMI has Charlotte, so no, because they're obviously keeping the Roval in the 600. They should. Bristol, honestly, would be my guess. 
Oh, really? I hate to say it just because Bristol, I love Bristol. Bristol won. You don't it's, think so? No, Thank it's God. too valuable. Thank God. I'm, I'm thinking more like Texas. I'm thinking Texas. Oh. That's I, I don't think Vegas will because I oh I don't know. No, Vegas is gonna keep two races for sure. At least yeah. No, we were uh, we were talking about that. I, I messaged that uh, to you guys. They moved it. Yeah. Chat the uh, the posters outside of Vegas that last weekend. It said, "Join us back in 2024 uh, in March and October." So there's September days getting pushed back. But I mean, I, I've I've even heard rumors of like going to Coda. No fucking way. With That's... with IndyCar, no, that the would IndyCar be is going to Coda. IndyCar is going to Coda. So like Parrot, yeah, yo, okay, so oh wait, like a doubleheader weekend? I I don't I, I don't oh, know the, I don't know the specifics, shit. but I know I know when I've talked to sources that is something that they've thought about. I mean, I hope they continue to think about it. That would be awesome. I would love so, an IndyCar NASCAR doubleheader weekend. So I'd like, like, okay, so I'd like it at Coda. Well, okay, I don't think Coda is a very good track for stock cars. But if they change the layout a little bit, like the full layout, I don't think is the full layout wouldn't great. work. But I feel like you can get a layout. And out I know of that's what Indy's drawing out. But I feel like if NASCAR cut it a little bit, then maybe it could work. The track's too long for the stages as well. I don't think I'm, they're getting rid of stages, though. I mean, I just I look oh, at oh shit, not again. I'm, I look I'm, at Coda, and I just see beautiful racetrack. That's all I see. Oh, it's a fucking gorgeous track, and the facilities are unbelievable. I've heard. Yeah, so I want it, it makes sense. Yeah. Oh, for sure. If NASCAR went to Coda at an expense of a Texas race date, but I'd rather the Texas rate race date go to Nashville. If if we're saying Tex, te- Texas is the track from SMI to lose a race, I'm not trying now, to be mean to Texas, but I'm not a big Texas guy anymore. But I mean, this is you got to remember, this is all hearsay for right of now. Of course, of so, course, this is this is all rumors. But I mean, if this is if this is legit, if this is like what they're talking about, I'm very excited because I mean, but the w- the way oh, it was man. described to me is, you know, if a NASCAR fan, which is all of us, can possibly dream it of of NASCAR doing it. It might actually happen. Is no, the way it's confirmed? No, yeah, I hear that. That's amazing. No, that but they're they're, they're bringing Dodge Raceway Speedway back. They're they're gonna <laughs> it's gonna happen because you can dream it. Now, so, right. so like one of the questions I I asked was like you know what about North Wilkesboro, it's Rockingham? Fine. It's dead. Rockingham is not dead though. Rockingham and, was on the subreddit today because I believe like more festivals are going to be added there, and they're no, trying. The, to uh, the governor is proposing an eight million dollar deal for the track. Look, as long as they don't have a fire festival there, they'll do fine. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, I, I think, actually just I, saw that documentary. I think they're going to see I'm how the concert well. goes, if the facility holds up and whatnot, if it can support a lot of people. And I think as soon as the reviews come out from that, they're going to start actually getting into the real as someone who goes to festivals, I'm probably going to volunteer to be the guy on the podcast to go there. I'll let you guys know how it is. I might run into Gluck, honestly. <laughs> you, you guys know that Gluck does music festivals or used to at least? I can tell. No, he did no EDC idea. Vegas. Like, he did, yeah, dude, me and Gluck would get along famously because I'm a huge EDM fan. Like I'm an undercover wook. Like, I love all that weird bass shit. So, I mean, I think that me and Gluck would get along famously. Uh all right. Okay. Um, now, I'm, now I'm thinking about more. Sorry, we're on this topic. We're not getting out of it this quickly. Um, <laughs> did 
so Pocono is independent, I'm pretty sure. Yes, it Pocono is. Pocono is family owned. Same as Dover, but I heard yeah, Dover's Dover up for sale. What? I didn't know Dover was up for sale. Yeah, it was yeah. on it was on the I love Dover. So why why do you like Dover? <laughs> I think Wait, the racing's what? unique. Yeah, I I love Dover as a track. Yeah, Dover sure like in person is awesome. Here. Just because it really doesn't sell super well. That makes more sense why they w- it would lose a date, I guess. But I yeah. mean, the racing is is so unique. You don't have many other tracks like that on this. I don't even think that you could say you have another track like that on the schedule. It's a bigger, faster version of Bristol, really, when it comes down to how it looks. Um, but it races totally different because of the concrete. Alex, are you hearing it's anything true. about Gateway? Uh, no. Dang. The only if, way. I, I I know the trucks run there, but I haven't. They I haven't need, do they still have that opening in the wall on in the back stretcher? They like close it off, but yeah, Good. it's not safer barrier. That, would, or that would fucking kill someone. Yeah. <laughs> so like, a, a if, fucking who was it? In '99, almost died there. He's one of only two drivers to ever survive a basilier um fracture, skull fracture. I forgot his name. Um, someone was running his scheme last year at Gateway. Gateway or it was Milwaukee? Oh, I have no idea. I'm yeah, gonna look it, it up now because it can't I'm be any sp- worse than Michael Waltrip at. Yeah, Bristol. I was gonna say that or Mike. How Waltrip survived that is unbelievable. Same with Harmon at Bristol. That same thing, right? Yeah, yep. there was another one too. I was I was um rewatching one of those old Legends races, and um David Pearson's son almost like fucking died at Bristol. Oh yeah, but that wasn't due to that. He just got T-bone. No, that was just unfortunate. Like, yeah. but that was like one of those like just. Crazy, crazy accident. Yeah. All right, I'm going. I'm I'm going down this rabbit hole. See you guys. Oh, it's Cervelli. I think his name was. You okay. guys do your. You guys do you though. Okay, so. <laughs> um. But tracks with two dates, that I can see losing one. I, honestly, Michigan, and I would be okay with it. Yeah, me too. I. That's that's a unique racetrack. Like I, it, I, I like the racing there, but you do? I, I, I mean, for the Xfinity series with okay, with, yeah, for the Xfinity series, that's fair. You got to remember, like that's all I. Know, really. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. I just feel like for Cup, the last, honestly, since they repaved it in two thousand eleven, so from twenty twelve on, there's been half, maybe one. And a half good races there, and I think that's only just because Larson won, and I'm biased towards that. Well, that's good. But like, besides that, like, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like Kansas, even though it has two race days, I, I like it because one's at night, one's during the day, and they're pretty far away from each other. I like that, and it's out in the Midwest, and we need to support that market. Um, I wish yeah, I would race at Sonoma in the springtime when it was green out. <laughs> That would be sick. Yeah. Um, if uh, if they take away Pocono or Dover, they're gonna. I don't have to like build... Pocono, but that's just me. Yeah, I know, but Pocono they they do a good job of selling the stands though. Yeah, no, Pocono of course does it sells out. It almost sells so, out, right? Yeah. Um, they do a really good job, but like if they're gonna take away you know any of those races, they're gonna have to build another track up here in the Northeast because we'd go from. Uh, to what, 2017, we'd have six races up here down to three. Like, that would suck. And uh, I'm a little biased here because I'm I'm up here. But, like, I literally yeah, have 
I had two New Hampshire races I could go to, two Dover races, two Pocono, and uh, Watkins right, yeah. Glen. I was like, who lost the track? Yeah, New Hampshire. Yeah, but New Hampshire lost <laughs> one. So, but like, <laughs> it's gonna suck for me if that happens. Yeah, I mean, I think Pocono's safer off just because it's independent and they do do good with attendance. I don't like how their races are literally in back-to-back months. That kind of pisses me off. Yeah. Um, and then everyone's like, oh, like if there has to be another Roval, let's see what Pokemon. I feel like it could work no. too, but I, I don't. I think terrible. it could work. At, I think it could work, but at the same time, I really, I love how unique the current Roval is. You That's know, like why New Hampshire Charlotte, should be the next Roval. There should only be one. <laughs> see? Yeah, yeah but if you look at the true. course and. New Hampshire? They can totally redo it. Yeah, we were talking about that in our last episode. We, we, they can totally redo it, man. I'm telling you. It's possible. The technology exists. Now, Pocono, I would totally, like, that would be the only other track that I would accept as a Roval. That's fine. I agree. Right. We're, Alex, have you heard oh, anything sorry. about um, double headers? Uh, he just talked about that with God. anything, didn't you? No, no, no! Like no, doubleheader like, weekends, like for a NASCAR, Saturday, like let's say like um, cup race. I was yeah. going to ask the same question, but I don't think that NASCAR is ready to do that yet. I no, hope we don't do it. I think it's a terrible I, idea, especially we, because we have other series that race with us, like Xfinity and trucks. Exactly, like, that's the yeah. only thing. Like IndyCar doesn't have the like they have Indy Lights, but they don't race the same schedule as like IndyCar. I think they only have like what eight races, something like that. And yeah, like something. even with those Detroit races, I. I think honestly, I'm gonna be real. Like, I know Roger Penske puts a fuck ton of money into it and everything up there, but it is probably some of the worst racing I've ever seen in my life every year. But some, something I have are Wednesday night races. Mm-hmm. I would be, I think, test I, Iowa let's make sure or the All Star race. Yeah, or the All Star race. Because so, Iowa is such a small venue. Honestly, even Nashville. Rockingham, for that matter. That's something that I. I I've heard being tossed around because you hear drivers talk about, you know, let's do a race on, like during the week. Yeah. Make it a one day show practice at like noon, yep. qualify the, at yep. three race at seven thirty or seven. Yep. Yep. I'd be down for that. I'd be down for it. I, I mean, obviously I'm not in proximity to where I'd go unless it was Nashville. Then I guess I'm kind of inclined to, but like I could see them definitely trying it out for, like Rockingham or Iowa or something. Tracks with small uh, capacities. I, I think it'd be a great idea. That's just me, though. I don't think it's like the future. Like, I don't think we should be racing Wednesday night like more than, honestly, more than like twice a year just because that's a lot, especially. I mean, you can pair it with bye weeks like right after, but or bye weekends, I guess. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, it can work. I don't know. It's got to be on prime time or on actual network television. Cause yeah, on like please. FS1 or NBCSN, there's no point. Yeah, for sure. It has yeah, to like be network when, uh, Fox. Yeah, when they tried that with the uh, truck race at Bristol last year, um, it was Thursday night, and ratings went up from a point two to a point nine. So that's like a four hundred fifty percent increase. Because it was on Big Fox, and it's like if if a truck series can almost put a one which is basically what the uh, the Cup series pulled at Richmond for the Xfinity race, or not for the Xfinity race for the Cup race, the playoff race this past year, uh, 
Saturday night race. If they can basically pull the same rating, there's no can, reason Cup can't. Can we just take a, a minute and appreciate that you are you're so good at math that you knew that that was a 450 percent increase? Yeah, yeah that's that Florida guy. State education. And if you pair yeah, that, yeah, that with NASCAR, I'm unstoppable. Because <laughs> <laughs> like like I I completely was just blown away that it's just that quick. I was like, dude, I, numbers are my thing. He's our numbers guy. guy. I am numbers guy. He, he's the stats guy. Yeah. All right, so I never found out who the truck driver was that almost died in 99. I think his name was Cervelli, but I can't remember. But now I've dug down this this rabbit hole and, like, the, the, the injury. It was Eric McClure and Ernie Irvin are the only two, like, NASCAR drivers to survive it outside of the trucks. Oh, wow. But everyone else has died. At, at Talladega? Yes, I remember watching that live, and I thought I watched a guy die. Like, I, yeah. I, 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 mean, I looked at my girlfriend at the time, like, that man's dead. Like, he is dead. Like I, the only, no one survives that. <laughs> the only times I've ever been like I just saw a guy die in racing was that, or at least I thought it was really hurt. Um, mm-hmm. I was at Daytona when Dylan flew into the catch fence. Yes, I didn't think he was dead, but I thought that he was severely injured. I thought fans were dead. Um, Me too. It was, yeah, I was I was so scared, and then it was Wiggins this past. Here. Wickens, I, I didn't. Wrong. Yeah, Wickens was definitely. I didn't see that one live. Um, the only ones I've seen live were um McClure and uh, McDowell. McDowell, I didn't know how in the like that was like I remember like I wasn't even watching qualifying. I turned my TV on exactly as he started his like lap, and he just went right into the wall, and I couldn't believe it. Like, like that is still like the craziest accident I've ever seen. I read on Reddit today uh, that. Today was McDowell's greatest flip since Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to whoever said that because that's fantastic. That's pretty All funny. Right. I, uh, we're I sp- we're really we're really eating up some time right now. So I'm gonna actually we're not gonna have unfortunately our um our our power rankings today. We are just gonna move right into um our picks for the weekend. Is there any closing statements y'all got? Um, just thanks, honestly, Alex, for joining us. This has been awesome. Yeah, yes. Alex, uh, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, no, this is this has literally been a blast. Anytime you guys want me on, just for... For sure. If there's anything answer. else expanding-wise, or just if we want to talk to you, we'll definitely yeah, have you on. If we need more inside information, we'll let you know. If we need <laughs> another co-host for an episode or something, I'll definitely hit you up, my friend. You can definitely yeah, be a recurring sure. guest on the show. Yeah, I'd love that. All right, so let's get into it real quick. Um, we'll do our picks, and then I'll talk a little IndyCar, and then we'll say our goodbyes. All right. All right so, um, so the way Alex, we do it. Yeah. Well, Alex, yeah, you're our guest, so, you know, why don't you go first? You can. No, the, absolutely uh, not. I want to go last. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> the way yeah. we do it, we, we start with the Dark Horses. We snake to the uh, Sleepers, and then we snake back to the Favorites. Okay, and just as a clarification, Dark Horse are people who will have a, a good run. or a good you're, you're thinking a good run for them as a top 20. Okay. Or even just like if they pull out a top 10 out of their app. Like okay, human. I got one. Yeah, sleepers are more like top 10, maybe top 8, something like that, and then obviously favorite, you know, for the win. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I, got, I got mine for Dark Horse. All right, why don't you, why don't you start us off then? No, I'm going last. Because right. if one if one of All you right, fine. It. I won last week. I picked Logano correctly, so I'm going first. All right, that's fair. 
my pick for my dark horse is Ryan Priest. I think that. Oh, that, son of a bitch. Yeah. Jay, yeah, you wanted to go last, so you played yourself <laughs> like a goddamn fiddle. All right. Um, I, got, I got another one. All right. So Ryan Priest is like, you know, he's obviously been, you know, you can also say the same about Chris Buescher. Um, being a top-notch JTG driver, but I mean, this is a, a shorter track. I think Priest is absolutely going to ball out this weekend, and by ball out, I mean he's going to be top 10 most of the day. You're going to be looking at that top 10. You're going to be seeing Ryan Priest's name. He's going to move up that ladder. He's going to continue to surprise people. Hopefully, he has no mistakes. Keep him as far away from Rick Ware drivers as possible, please. Just don't get him anywhere near him on the track. Give me, Give me Ryan Priest for a top 10 this weekend. Uh, I don't know who who had the second best pick last week. Yeah, Nolan. Right. I don't, we don't get to hear your beautiful voice enough, please. Oh, I appreciate. And your that. mic sounds better this week too. So. Uh, oh, you guys are making me blush over here. All right, <laughs> so uh, my dark horse. I'm gonna choose uh, brakes pending. All right, this is a big <laughs> key factor here. Bubba Wallace Jr. There we go. <laughs> I just have a gut feeling. I have no stats. I have nothing. I'm just throwing him out there. I'm hoping he has a good run. That's that's. Well, all he had a good qualifying run. Well, a decent enough qualifying run. So, yeah. I guess Kevin, you're next since uh, Alex will be the last last person. Alrighty, my dark horse, and I'm not. Uh, I'm just gonna say he's a dark horse because let's let's be real. Uh, awesome, Dylan. That's fair. That's fine. One hundred percent. Not for his, <laughs> not for his driving ability, but because of who his crew chief is this year, Luke Lambert. Who? Wait, gave, is it, is it who, Luke Lambert? Yeah, because it was Newman was with Lambert last year, and then. Oh, I thought fuck, it was like no. Justin Alexander. Shit, no, you're right. No, it is. Yeah. What am I? What are you saying, like, dude? Uh, 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 <laughs> is Luke Lambert also, Kevin's feeling is, good is, over is there, aren't you? For, or, Hold on. No, no, I don't think so. Did he get demoted? It, it, no, isn't Luke Lambert with uh, Hemrick? Is he with Hemrick? I think he is. Unfortunately, I can't look up crew chiefs on racing. Oh, no, you're right. He is with Hemrick now. I thought. Would you over. like to make your dark horse Hemrick? Yes, I would. Just because right. of Luke Lambert, because he gifted like Ryan Newman a win there two years ago in this race. Okay. So I can see him doing it again. Doing That's it again. fine. I bet. Okay, I had Priest, you had Hemrick. All right, Nolan, why don't you go? Alex. Not Nolan. Um, Alex? Well, Sorry, wait, hold on, Nolan, who'd you pick? Uh, Bubba Wallace. Thank you, Bubba. All right, Alex, now you get to go since I took your pick. Well, all y'all. As each one of you guys named off my next person. <laughs> um, you know, I, 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 I'm going to go with my gut and, and just because of the way this person has been running lately and really proving that he's, he's got what it takes. But I'm going to say my dark horse is going to be the 95 of Matt Ooh. Benedetto. Ooh, okay. Matty B. And it, I, I just – I think that things are finally starting to click over there that, you know, they, they have a driver that that's capable. Their cars are getting better. Um, but I think he's going to have a solid, solid run this weekend. And 
if I had to pick another one, it'd be well. Pretty... You do get to pick another one because we're snake drafting <laughs> it, and you're and it's your sleeper. Uh sleeper. And what was what that one again? The one so like a driver that's not one top of the down. top five best drivers. I guess that's how I would yeah. put it. Because apparent according to fucking um, Kevin Ryan Blaney is a sleeper. So yep. Okay, how about sleeper? Your shooter top five. Sleeper gonna... that you no a sleeper is like someone who who is like could win the race, but you're not thinking about winning the race. Like I'm not going to give you names because I don't want to give you my sleeper. But um, I'm going to go with Bowman the Showman on that one. Fuck okay. Well <laughs> then, because no way he was going to last the whole time. Because when he shoved in for Junior, he had a lot of success there. So yeah. I think. I think he's somebody that a lot of people are going to overlook. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he he knows how to drive that place. He qualified great, too. I think he's sixth. Yeah. But I, I think he's he's definitely the sleeper that nobody thinks is going to be there at the end. All right. I'm going with this driver 100% of what, because of 100% of what happened today, and I feel like it's going to give him a fire, Suarez. I'm going to be real. That's okay. a great pick. And also because he did his first ever top series NASCAR win was at Phoenix. So he has some experience here. I'm pretty sure his first ever I think it wasn't it? I thought it was Michigan yeah, and it was, was a range short. That was Xfinity. Yeah, no, that was Michigan it, and Xfinity. That, that wasn't oh, and range trucks and trucks and trucks. Yeah, I'm talking right. about like top like yeah, as in like trucks Xfinity Cup. Well, okay, yeah, you're right. You're right. Did He's he good at Phoenix. Xfinity first and then trucks, or trucks mm-hmm. first and trucks first. Xfinity? He needed win trucks first because it was the 51 Aris, <laughs> if, I, if I remember correctly. Yeah, you're right. I, yep. remember, I always felt like Daniel won in the Xfinity series first. Well, this is why Google exists, because I'm about <laughs> to go look it up. Holy shit. Yeah, right. but I just think Suarez, especially with the new fire installed with him, and today I feel like he'll get a lot of TV coverage. And I think he's Did you hear his quote? Dude, that... Like, I saw oh. Marty Smith talk about it, and I 100% agree. I'm the agree. kind of driver that I'm Best. going to give you a lot of respect, uh, give a lot of respect to you always, if you give me respect back. If you don't respect me, I'm going to kick your ass. Like, like what a quote. That's a like, gem. That's a Tony Stewart Best quote this decade? I don't know that's... if that's the best quote this decade. No, because Tony like Stewart and the Talladega quote that he had is probably one of my favorites. Was that was that this decade? Yeah, that was 2013, yeah. if I remember correctly. Dang! All right, yeah. that's when all we right. said that like we haven't wrecked enough cars. We need yeah. to send half of the field backwards. <laughs> yeah, it's just right. genius, Kevin. I'm challenging you on that Daniel Suarez stat. On Racing Reference, he won Michigan on June 11th, 2016. That was his first Xfinity win, and then his first Truck Series win was at Phoenix, and it is, it was on eleven eleven of two thousand sixteen. Shoot, I thought Damn, it was fifteen. Kevin, you're supposed to be I, the numbers guy. I I I could have sworn I, it was fifteen. I will I'll pick my own on that one, but still. Yeah, usually I'm I'm not that much of a dick, but I just I swore it was Xfinity. <laughs> but I told you so. <laughs> Nolan says five sentences the entire episode, and one of them is to show up, Kevin. <laughs> That's fair. No, honestly, I'll take that. Learn That's awesome. Every day. That's a Nolan. brilliant person to have. But my point is, Suarez is good at Phoenix. He's got a new fire in him. I could see him pulling some magic this weekend. 
I wouldn't be surprised. He is starting very far back. He's also sharing a truck with McDowell in pre-race, so that should be Oh, fun. that's going to be fantastic. I hope there's right. a camera automatically fixed it. Oh. All right, Mr. Genius himself, Nolan. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, I am going to pick uh, Chase Elliott. Okay. Yeah. Um, I feel like he, uh, well, he's starting second, which that's, uh, you know, obviously that's really good. But um, just the past couple of years, he's, you know, led some laps. He's shown some speed. And um, I feel like he is somebody that people will be sleeping on because, uh, you know, we're still f- focused on the Joey Logano, Brad Keselowski, Team Penske, plus Kevin Harvick, plus Kyle Busch. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like people are going to sleep on Chase Elliott. And I mean, it is Kevin Harvick Motor Speedway. Like, that's true. Yeah. And the fact that Chase Elliott like had a good opportunity to win this race in 2017, I mean, I'm not surprised, honestly, by that pick. It's a good pick. Yeah, same here. I'm, I'm thinking back over everything, and, and that's actually a really good pick. See, I don't know if that would have been a favorite, but I mean, I guess people are sleeping on him because... I was going to pick him as my favorite, but I don't know where he falls. <laughs> no, that's fine. All right, so you pick Chase. I mean, might as well have three of the four sleepers be... B. Hendrick cars. I'm going to pick William Byron. I mean, Will, Willie's, Willie's due. Will, Will, Willie's due for a good run. I don't am think I, he's Am I an asshole race, for not picking Jimmy Johnson? Jimmy Johnson's my no, favorite. he's washed up, though. Here. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, but Will Byron, I mean, he's due for a good race this season. I think that, you know, I, I, like, I was very impressed by the Canals call to, to stay out and get the track position, you know, you're just racing for that. Yeah. You no, know, you sure. don't have a car, you're going to win. I'm sure Knauss is going to make some great calls again this weekend. Um, just, I, I'm keeping the faith. Will Byron, top five day. Um, so they got a favorite, top 10 there in the fall. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, so my favorite, and I don't want to take it because, I mean, it's just so obvious. Well, okay, we all so, know everyone's going to say Harvick, but since you get first. I'm not going to take Kevin Harvick, actually. No. Fox has convinced me that Martin Truex Jr. is going to win this race. Because of that promo? Because of that fucking promo. All they, right, we all know how freaking... I'm not, I'm not going to say any mean words, but we know how Fox is. And I mean, yeah, they don't I'm know not sure how why they're promoting like, Martin Truex at ISM Raceway, yeah, but yeah. sure. But I'm going to take Martin Truex Jr. He's he's probably, just, you know, really fucking pissed off. And he he's having a tough season. Ricky Stenhouse is above him in the points. Like, oh, I, think that he's, I think he's like, you know, Gibbs does good at ISM. Or, I'm sorry, Gibbs does well. My grammar is better than that. And I, I, <laughs> I, I deserve better than that. So I'm going to go with Truex to win this race. He's He's got to have a breakout race sooner or later. Like, he usually... Yeah. Like, if he has to continue to wait, that's going to be troublesome for him. He's a perfectionist, and he wants to get out there and win. So look for Truex to win tomorrow or on Sunday. Who's next? Nolan? Mm-hmm. I think it's me. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, I am going to pick not the most obvious one. Um, so not Harvick. Um, I'm going to pick Kyle We're going to let Harvick fall to four. That's no, right. No. So I'm going to pick Kyle Busch, and I'm going to explain why. Uh, you know, 2000 or the last Phoenix race in 2018, fall 2018. Um, that race was his first win with Phoenix, uh, with Joe Gibbs racing, which completed 
uh, Kyle Busch winning all the races, you know, at each track with Joe Gibbs Racing, which um, is you know pretty the cool. The Roval, actually. Oh, okay. All right. Whoa. Whoa. The technicality. Whoa. Okay. Okay. So NASCAR um, was like, "Hey, Kyle Busch, that's a pretty cool list that you're piling up there." Well, yeah, you're real shame if we added another track to the circuit. <laughs> so you guys remember when Pocono, when it was a big deal for him, you know, to win that race because it just it was yeah. just one step closer. Well, not only that, because he had had heartbreaks there too with fuel mileage and shit yeah. right but then after he won that race he followed up with another win and i feel like he's going to be doing the same thing this time around okay oh, yeah. i love that logic actually i mean he looked really strong in that final run at, at vegas and he had an, he had enough mistakes if he limits the mistakes i mean i wouldn't doubt it that he, he's going to be top two all day if he didn't get that freaking speeding penalty he would have swept at his home track easily yeah, no, I don't. I don't disagree with you. He had he had one of the, the strongest cars. Ahead. All right, and, and um, Kevin, I Kevin. think you're next. Kevin Harvick next. <laughs> Thank you. Well, next. That was easy. <laughs> I mean, if you guys are gonna let Kevin Harvick fall to me, no, I mean, I didn't want to make Kevin the Harvick obvious pick. I hope now Harvick finishes in 36, but whatever. Uh, when Huff is driving, actually. Or half, should I say? I'm sorry. There I think go. he's gonna. Fin- he could have been my honest to god um, dark horse to get a top 25. Yeah, both so. prediction. Quinn Half gets a top 20 or top 34 finish this weekend. <laughs> a top 30 finish would actually probably be like really impressive. For actually, those guys. Kevin, I'm gonna have to say top 36. I think that's important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, we'll see. Um, All right, yeah, Alex. I mean, just Harvick. It's self-explanatory. It's just I don't even. Yeah, he has nine wins at the track. I don't don't need to elaborate on it. It's almost as dominant as like Daryl Waltrip. I think he had like four straight wins at Phoenix at one point. So, you guys have all picked people closer to the front of the pack. Ooh, I I see where this is going. You mean starting wise? Yeah. Yeah, I think I know where this is going. I have been looking at these qualifying stuff. Mm-hmm. And earlier in the podcast, someone had brought up that these cars with this new aero package, either you set it up for a good qualifying run or you set it up for a good race run. And this individual qualified 26. Not exactly where this individual likes being, but I'm going to pick Clint Boyer. That's wild. That's wild. Now, I will say he qualified like that because someone got in front of him, but I agree that is a great pick. Because, I mean, at least what I've seen, when him when he races, he may not have the best car, but more often than not, he'll find his way to the front. Mm-hmm. I agree. No, you are correct about that. He does, he does have a nose for the top five. And you were saying he, um, in an earlier podcast, Kevin, that he really needs to step it up this year for you. I mean, if he wins this race, is that is that, that, that that's stepping it up for you, isn't it? Yes, that would that would constitute stepping it up. <laughs> honestly, like if you win a race, unless it's fuel not honestly not fuel mileage, but if it's like unless it's a rain delay race, I think winning a race now guarantees you a spot for next year and a ride. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, because yeah. oh, like man. I. I was really debating between Clint and Kyle Larson. Yeah, I thought you were and, going the Larson route with that. <laughs> Me too, and, honestly. And 
I as much I, like I love Larson because I think his driving style is mm-hmm. similar to Tony Stewart, and Tony this Stewart was track. Yeah, exactly, and that's why I didn't. He knows him. where his bread is buttered, and yeah. this isn't his his track. In that's my no. that's next week at Auto Club. Yeah, so, next week is where he's gonna probably win. So that's why I went with Boyer because he has this odd thing about him where it may not be his favorite track, but he always steps up when he needs to. It doesn't hurt that he's in like such good equipment too. ISM's a lot like New Hampshire, and I feel like New Hampshire's probably his best track. Stuart Haas actually does have really good like packages for these Phoenix races or ISM or whatever. Like Yeah. Yeah. I just lost my fucking marker. Are you joking? Okay. <laughs> awesome. All right. Um all right, cool. So those are our picks for this week. All right. All right, let's uh rounding out the field. What else we got this week? Uh it was the 25th anniversary of Davey Allison's final win in NASCAR. Um you know, I had a couple people like mentioning like, you know, what his career could have been. I mean, I I've, I've gone down this rabbit hole before where I said he probably would have been racing till like 2006-2008. Wait, um, when when was this final win? Um it was eight, it was um it was Richmond in 93, I believe. 93, okay. Yeah. I post, the reason I, I know that is because I posted it last year, and I wanted to be the person who posted it again this year, uh, and someone someone cucked me on Reddit, so thank you for uh, that. Man. It's fine. I don't care. You know, I don't need fake internet points to know that I'm good at what I do. So. Yeah, it must be nice. I need subscribers <laughs> and sponsors. Um, and then we got IndyCar this weekend, right? Yeah, so I was going to give a little bit of an IndyCar preview. I can do it real quick, um, if you guys don't mind. Yeah, go for it, man. So I'm going to go to the IndyCar race in St. Pete. It's going to be my first IndyCar race since 2006 Homestead, which unfortunately was kind of, you know, littered with tragedy because that was the race that it was, um, uh, was it Paul Dana? Paul Dana, yeah. Yeah, Paul Dana died. So I didn't get to see Danica Patrick race, um, and I believe it was Buddy Rice who also pulled out of that one. Um, it was an overall good race, though. IndyCar has sounded wonderful on ovals, as they always did. I've been to two IndyCar races. Um, but yeah, I mean, last year, Robert Wickens almost won this race. Uh, got spun out on the final restart. Sebastian Bourdais had an incredible comeback story. You know, not only did he come back in the race to win it, but I mean, the fact that he broke his leg at Indianapolis in one of the scariest pra- um, qualifying crashes I'd ever seen that did not involve a car going into the wall i again that was another situation where i turned on qualifying right as that crash happened like literally 30 seconds before just like mcdowell so basically i should not watch qualifying yeah i was gonna say just do the whole i agree world of yeah, favor I'm, I'm never watch qualifying um but yeah i mean you know st pete's a fun race it's it's a more about um strategy than it is um on the track passing um restarts are so hectic though and that's where a lot's going to come from we you were talking to me before the episode um kevin you mentioned a flip i actually looked it up pretty bad accident the guy got um he he just went over another driver and just did two barrel barrel barrel. yeah um and that was the um usf uh was it 1500 you said 2000 2000 okay so you know, looking through the list, um, one thing that stands out to me on this list of drivers this season is that Ed Jones lost his ride with Ganassi. And I had a lot of faith in Ed Jones that he would be a good driver. You know, he'd he'd step up and you be able to utilize really good equipment to win some races. He's only racing the Indy 500 this year for Ed Carpenter. Um, oh, wow. He doesn't even have a ride in any other 
car. No, it doesn't. And that's yeah. the unfortunate thing about IndyCar drivers. You can easily lose your ride and only get one shot all season. Dang. And that sucks. I mean, he, but it happens. I mean, you know, yeah. same thing with Elio Castroneves. He's a legend in the sport. He's only running the IMS races. I really wish he was running full season. I love Elio. He's one of my favorite drivers ever. He's one of the nicest people on, on Twitter, too. Um, but yeah, just unfortunate. Um, I actually didn't know. know he was coming back again. I thought 20, he, he does the, Indi- he does the Indianapolis races, which I mean, you know, we'll get to our Indy 500, like spectacular. We'll have a, a wonderful preview for all three Sweet. races that weekend, because that's my, that's one of my top three days of the year. It's, it's the first day of March madness. It's, um, the Daytona 500 basically. And then like the Memorial day weekend races, yeah. like, and I, guess when the football or baseball playoffs start but that's also just because the red sox keep making it um boo 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 indeed yeah go cubs Um, go oh my god i mean i do like the cubs i'm not gonna lie to you i was rooting for them (laughs) in 2016 um but anyway yeah uh i believe will power was the champion last year if i'm not mistaken um up to 500 uh yeah he did win the 500 indycar champion yeah dixon dixon Dixon, well dixon continues to just be dominant um is dixon running full season yes dixon's running full season and okay so the other chip ganassi drivers felix rosen rosenquist not familiar with the guy but hey if you're running ganassi you have that expectation of performing so if he gets the job done it's going to prove that ed jones wasn't for real so I think, um, or w- what I've heard, because I haven't followed it too much, but everyone's saying that there's four drivers who are going to compete for the championship this year, and it's Dixon, Newgarden, uh, Rossi, and Power. What team does Rossi drive for? Just out of curiosity. I think it's Andretti. Okay. Yeah. Because I didn't think that he drove for you know Penske and Ganassi, and I kind of yeah. feel like. I mean, those are the two teams that you want to drive yeah, for, and they win the most. So, I really yeah, like but... Alexander Rossi, and I and tuned I... in specifically for the championship race because I knew he was, uh, you know, he was going to be in contention for it. And then, like the first lap, his wing broke, and they had to go to oh, pit yeah. road, and they just couldn't make up the ground on Scott. I know uh, there's a F1 driver who was in the field last year who's now full time with IndyCar. That's pretty cool. Yeah, do you see a lot of Formula One guys coming into IndyCar? No, I don't think so. I forget. I think it's. I think it's Marcus Erickson. I forget who he drove with. I mean, but... I know when uh, Fernando Alonso. I know that was a big deal. So I, I wasn't sure if maybe uh, there was some other. Wasn't Scott Speed a Formula One driver too? Yeah, he was. Yeah. I think he was with Red Bull, and then once Red Bull opened their uh, NASCAR team, he came along with. You know, he uh, he got in trouble, uh, like when Twitter was like brand new to NASCAR. He made a joke about masturbating in the shower, and uh, and and uh, I remember uh, NASCAR and uh, their fellow you know media members frowned upon that pretty bad. Yeah. Do you, guys, do you guys remember that, or have you guys even? No, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't that was before my time, but I could see Scott Sweet doing that. Did we lose Anthony? I think we might have. Oh, Hi, can yeah. you guys hear me? Yeah. Oh, there hey, we what's go. What's up, bud? Welcome. Okay, I was like saying stuff the whole time. <sighs> okay, so I fucked up. Ed Jones is actually running road street courses for Ed Carpenter. He's not running the full season though, which sucks. 
I, I had faith. Is he, still, is he gonna run the five hundred? Yeah, he's running it for the number sixty four team because um okay. Ed Carpenter runs the ovals still, I guess. Um okay. who was it that you were saying Erickson? Marcus Erickson is running full season for Arrow Schmidt Peterson Motorsports, which was the team that Hinchcliffe and Robert Wickens drove for. It actually says that Robert Wickens' name is on this list for 2019 drivers as TBD. I don't want him to race anymore. He's not going to race in 2019. Please, I love you, Wickens. Like, I really respect how good you are as a driver. Please, for the love of God, do not get back in a race car. Like, I don't want you to get any more hurt than you are. I think he'll get back in a race car eventually, but it does. he by no means needs to rush it. No, don't rush it for sure. I mean, if he wants to get back in, totally him. I mean, remember Alex Zanardi lost both of his legs and still wanted to drive. Yeah. Like, I mean, you can't take the the drive out of a out of a, a racer. Like, a driver is a driver for a reason. Like, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, um, out of the four drivers you mentioned, pretty much those are the guys that you you pretty much you know would be top four all season. Graham Rahal is another one. Like, Graham Rahal is constantly a guy that whether or not can, like, you know, either win a lot of races or he's going to just completely, like, just be out of contention. The one dark horse, though, I will say is Sebastian Bourdais. He's running full season. You know, if he can actually run the full season, he'll, he's going to win some races. People gotta, have got to stop sleeping on how good Sebastian Bourdais is. He's the winningest kart driver of all time. He won, like, three straight championships, I think. He he has like sixty wins total as a driver. He's he's probably gonna win the Indy five hundred this year. Um huh. yeah, I'm gonna just come out and say it. I think Sebastian Bourdais is probably gonna win the Indy five hundred. Um I mean, just don't sleep on 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 him. He is so good. But uh, other than that, Alexander Rossi. Um oh Marco Andretti moved to the ninety eight. Rossi's in the twenty seven now. Which doesn't matter, it's still Andretti, but Yeah, just a number swap. One last thing, um, I want to point this out. Uh, Ryan Hunter Ray actually went to my high school. Um, oh! And when I graduated, I tweeted him that I was graduating that day, and he told me like, "Say hi to the principal for me," and I let him know as as I was walking by because the Indy Five Hundred was that day. That's awesome. Yeah, it was like the year after he won too. I think. Oh, cool. Like, he won in twenty eleven, I think, or no, that was Hornish. No, that was Weldon. Yeah, oh, that was that was such yeah. a. Because Hildebrand should have won that one, but yep. what a what a wild it finish! I'll out. never forget how yeah. how just heartbroken I was and how grateful I am now that at least Dan got that one. Yeah, I think for the that like five month span or four month span between when Jr. Uh, lost and Weldon won, you're like, dang, I really wish this young kid would have won. But then you know, obviously now looking back, yeah, like, no, oh, I'm very grateful sweet. I got to see Dan Weldon's last win. Yeah. All right, but that's pretty much my IndyCar preview. I mean, I don't know too much. I'm going to be watching every single race, though. I, I, I do like IndyCar. I don't like the ovals as much anymore just because of how dangerous they are. I do. I don't know. Are they running? No. They're Hopefully running they're... like this joke of a halo, even, and they're calling it their protection. No, I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All but right, yeah, so the no. schedule this season... Um, why don't they have the schedule? These are just the tracks. So the tracks they're running are Barber, Circuit of the Americas, Gateway, you track. Uh, Indy, um, the road course, um, the Indy 500, Iowa. I love that they're at Iowa. Like, honestly, they, they are so much fun there. Mid-Ohio. I think they run that with the uh, truck Pocono series. Again? Why do they continue to go to Pocono? They need to stop going there. Yeah. <laughs> Portland, um, Belle Isle, uh, Road America, Long Beach, 
I love Long Beach, um, St. Pete, Toronto, Texas, and Laguna Seca. Oh my God, we're going back to Laguna Seca. That's another big thing. That's Super cool. excited to see IndyCars back there. They haven't run anything at Laguna Seca with open wheels since 2004 when pa- Patrick Carpentier won that race. Um, that's a name. So I'm very excited. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, that's a little bit of my IndyCar preview. We'll talk about it during the season. So IndyCar fans and people interested about it, definitely, uh, you know, get excited. I'm going to be talking about your sport. I'm glad they're getting uh, N- NBC to broadcast their races. That's probably the yes. biggest thing I'm excited for this recent, not uh, this weekend with oh IndyCar, not necessarily the racing, but just to see how. We've done two hours of recording. Holy shit. I'm nice. so hungry. Just to see how NBC can That's do. That's awesome. Oh, all right. Okay, so rounding out the field, other than that, uh, I mentioned Davey Allison. Anything else you guys want to talk about? No, just wanted to uh, say thank you to Alex for uh, taking the time to, to come on the podcast. Oh, no problem, man. Uh, yeah, happy thanks to be again, here. That's, we it, really... I know uh, with Reddit, I, I know I saw you, you know, that you posted a lot and, you know, I, I may not have responded or commented or, or anything like that, but I know, you know, that you're somebody who has built an image on the internet and, you know, the fact that you took the time for a couple hours to hang out with us, is, uh, it's pretty damn cool. So thanks. Yeah, yeah. We'll definitely be yeah, happy. No problem, man. Like you've been absolutely just a whirlwind of wonderful information, wonderful topics and great jokes. Like we appreciate you coming on today. Joe, you're welcome. I wouldn't say I have any jokes, but hey, man. I mean, dude, you at least let us into them. That's all that matters at the end of the day. Oh, yeah, for sure. All right. I, I don't think I'm all that funny, but if you guys can make it work, then that makes it, you know, we're easily entertained here. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I don't really see anything else on Reddit that's really like, you know, kind of yeah. fancy here. But uh, I'm just, I'm pumped for this week. I love ISM Raceway. So I'll yeah, say this it's such a cool track. I did see Captain Marvel yesterday. Um don't, please don't talk about it. Please don't talk about it. Well can I just uh, say that no, I was no, I was nothing. I wasn't as blown as away away as I wanted to be, alright? Okay. Yeah, that's that's all that's all I need. That's fair. You know, just go see it regard you need to go see it regardless because like yeah, it's, it's, it's a Marvel so movie. Important yeah. things happen. I will say this though, it was very no 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 no, no, no. I'm gonna no I'm gonna say this and you can't stop me. Phil Colson being in the movie just made me so happy. Okay, I don't, I don't even know who that is. So All right. he, oh, uh, he's he's important in the Marvel universe. He was in the old. You'll you'll know him when you rec- see him. You'd recognize oh, okay. him when you saw him. But Coulson, oh. he's on Agents of Shield. He's one of my favorite characters in the Marvel universe. So I'm just happy to see him on the big screen again. Yeah, my plan is, I go to class Monday, get out at eleven, head straight to the movies, and watch the eleven forty five showing. Oh, good. We can oh, talk shit. about Monday's episode. Perfect. I'm, I'm gonna see it on Monday too. So. Oh, what time? We'll talk about it before the episode, then. I, yeah. will, I will probably see it at night now, so... Alright. You know, 8, 9 o'clock. I won't spoil it, then. Right. Maybe we'll record <laughs> We'll probably record after the episode or something, or after you guys see it. We'll, we'll figure that one out. Alright, All right, well... Sounds good. Guys, I hope that, you know, if you stuck around for the two hours, thank you so much. We appreciate it. I've been Anthony. I've been Kevin. I've been Nolan. I've and- been Alex. Yes, perfect. <laughs> you have been Alex. This whole time you've been Alex. And we thank you so much. We'll see you after ISM. Love you guys. Martin had a dream. Martin had a dream. Kendrick had a dream. All my life I want money and pirate.
respect my mind, no die for less, y'all. I pray my dick get big as the apple time, so I can fuck my world for 72 hours. Goddamn, I feel amazing. Damn, I'm in the matrix. My mind is living on cloud nine, and this nine is never on vacation. Start up that mind's already in zoom, zoom, I'm racing. Popping pills in the lobby, and I pray they don't find her naked. And I pray you niggas is aging. Shooters go after Judas. Jesus Christ, if I live life on my knees, ain't no need to do this. Park it in front of Lunas, next to their church's chicken. All you pussies that loses, all my niggas is winning. Screaming out my life, I want money and power. Respect my mind, no die for less, I pray my dick get big as the Eiffel Tower, so I can fuck the world for 72 hours. Goddamn, I got bitches. Goddamn, I got bitches. Goddamn, I got bitches. Might be girlfriend and mistresses. All my life, I want money and power. Respect my mind, no die for less, y'all. All right, there we go. All right, Craig's recording. Okay, I got the timer going. All right, let's see if I can get this intro right for once, because I always fuck it up. All right. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to episode seven of Left Turns and Loud Noises. My name is Anthony Dietrich. Today is March 8th, 2019, and we are getting ready for Phoenix. I'm sure everyone is ready for it. I fucked this one up. I'm going to retry it. Let me... <laughs> Stay Let me high, retry. So not <laughs> that was awful. That was awful. I need to start getting better intros here. <clears throat> God, why can't you guys do this? Why can't you guys? I'll, I'll do it. You want to lead the episode? Yeah. Kevin, I'll let you lead the episode this one time, all right? All right, sweet. All right, Kevin, get it. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Left... Le- Fuck. Yeah, you're <laughs> and that's why you're not... <laughs> that's good. You're done. You're done. You finished you through. This will, I got to get five time. ones in there. All right. This will be great for outtakes later. Yeah. I'm going to put these at the end of the episode. All right. I'll try one more time. It's go time. I'm rolling. Don't look up. Like an auto boy, I can't see a wimpy T-O-M-I with the ball and show the feet. See a wimpy T-O-M-I see. 